fuck type of what number are we on? <laughs> God damn it. This is why we, uh, we shouldn't do our episodes like this. Do we do this every time? We're like, oh, fuck, right before we start. We have to go see what episode <laughs> Six, we're on. 63. 63. I, I do the same thing. I don't even announce it in the show. Yeah, I shouldn't. I don't know why I decide to every fucking time. <laughs> because it's like one of those things you started doing and then you can't just stop. It's yeah. like you, you, people expect it and I expect it. It gets me going, dude. <laughs> well, it was always so, like every time I said it, it was always surprising that it got that high. I was like, oh man, we're at 10. Oh man, we're at 11. It's yep. crazy. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 63 of Biting the Bullet. I'm joined with my co-host, Typo. hey And I'm Luke, as always, and we are joined with a special guest. We haven't had one in a very long time, it feels like, but we are joined with Libertarian Thought from Twitter. Um, Clint, thanks for joining us on the episode today, man. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, uh, um, at, at Liberty Lock Pod is the handle, but yeah, Libertarian right. Thought, you know. Used to be a fat lady with a bikini, if that helps anybody remember. <laughs> yes, yes, that's how I knew you. When you yeah. change your fucking profile, I was like, who is this? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're the. I was just about to say that you're the host of Liberty Lockdown Podcast. Um, you've got, what, 13 episodes out right now? And yep. an overwhelming score on iTunes of 4.9. You're doing well, bud. Doing well. Yeah, not bad. You know, I, I've been uh, sleeping my way into each review, and it's, it's exhausting, but it's worthwhile. <laughs> I, like, I like how you do your uh reviews like you'll read your reviews off on your podcast you're, you're pretty good at that it's really funny yeah i think it's i think it's a good idea because you know it, it gives the audience an opportunity to get shouted out and then it hopefully it feeds upon itself so that your listeners you know feel like they get uh, a little treat if they throw you a bone yeah I'm gonna, exactly I'm gonna, write, I'm gonna write that down i'm gonna write yeah, that yeah. shit down there you go <laughs> Yeah, we've done a couple, and then I feel like we 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 say on the times that we do it because they're really ours just get wild and wa- more wild every time I go back and look at them. And uh, oh, I bet. Yeah, they. Oh my god! And so every time we do it, we're like, God, we got to do this again. Like we got to create like a segment, but it's not. We're not to the point where we get enough that we can do it. You know, once a month we can do it. Yet, but yeah. it's like. They're so funny that I just want to, I like blow through the whole, I blow my load right away. Right. When I see him, like, I, I know, just man. go through all of them. I, yeah, I have, uh, I don't have the same, you know, like military audience listeners that you do. And I don't know what it is about military guys, but you guys are like 10 times funnier than the average person. So <laughs> I, I feel like my reviews aren't as funny, but they're heartfelt. So it's, it's good. <laughs> yeah. We don't yeah. get any heartfelt ones. Dude. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it's, it's always like some raunchiness that I'm just like, damn dude, like you're, <laughs> you're just putting that out there. Aren't you? <laughs> like, like I feel like they're all coming from Steven's burner account. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah, dude, for real. Him and, uh, our buddy Timmy, he's left a couple on there, and I'm just like, "That's Timmy, I know it is." And it's a different burner every time. I'm like, "Jesus, dude, how much time do you have right now?" That's that's dedication, man. Yeah. I need some guys like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're, I think today we're just gonna talk about some random uh, topics in the news uh, that I think are kind of important right now because everything's. I mean, we've been saying it for weeks. Everything's on fucking fire. Um, but I just wanted to give you the chance. Uh, why'd you start, you know, your podcast real quick? And then uh, what, how'd you come up with Libertarian Thought? Or when did you come up with that? And yeah. uh, that, that, how'd that come, <clears throat> up, come about? 
Well, first off, I should clarify. I am the male libertarian thought. There's a female one that, that uh, originated prior to me. So I guess, thank God, libertarians don't believe in uh, patent law because otherwise I'd be, I'd be infringing pretty hard. But I guess she's actually a sex worker and I'm just like, my, I'm getting my feet wet in the sex work games. So, um, you know, libertarian thought. I don't know. I, honestly, I just thought it was a funny play on words because like my, my whole handle was about what libertarians think about. And then it just the thought thing just kind of came naturally. I was like, Oh, that's funny. So I ran with it. Didn't realize that there was another, uh, actual thought out there running with the name. So I feel bad about that. Uh, also my, my profile pick before I came out of the closet was this like 300 pound chicken and American flag bikini. So I know that just, thing was awesome. Yeah. It all flowed, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> but I started, I started my podcast, uh, Liberty lockdown, obviously the name during the first like week of lockdown. I, I used to have a show kind of like you guys did. It was three best friends doing the thing. And um, I wanted to focus more on the loss of civil liberties in this country. And it just seemed like <laughs> there's definitely never been a better time to talk about loss of liberty than the past three months. So oh yeah, that's, that's where it came from. Yeah, <clears throat> dude, that's great. Um, and I know Typo has been fucking hitting it hardcore. He's been listening to him a lot. Oh, nice. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I haven't gotten to, uh, I get stuck in my work vehicle and my Bluetooth doesn't work. And all I have is headphones and I haven't even had those for like a couple weeks, but I'm just uh, glad to be back at work, which is awesome. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm unemployed right now. So yeah. <laughs> just unemployed, unemployed podcaster. Hell yeah. That was me for like three months. Don't get me wrong. I, I feel that, uh, it hit about- us hard. Yeah, dude, I'm glad you survived. The alcoholism must have been brutal. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, we were drunk quite a bit. I always had at least a bottle of whiskey in the house for me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I just, it's still crazy because I, you know, I I ran my own mortgage lending company for the past seven years. And, you know, I wasn't actually technically shut down by COVID and the lockdown, but I'm a private money lender. So I actually care about where my investors' capital gets deployed. And, because of the economic uncertainty, it was like, I can't possibly make a loan in this environment. So um, I'm one of the few people that voluntarily shut down, but I had no choice because I have to look after my people's money. So it's, it's yeah. just, there's so, so many more people are impacted by this thing than even the unemployment figures reflect, in my opinion. Absolutely, dude. That's, that's like the biggest thing. I think, what was it, what was it today, Typo? The, the, did you see that? I don't know if you got to see that yet, Clint, but today it was shown that the GDP dropped the most uh, from quarter to quarter, it was like something like 9.4%. Yep. Yep. It's like, I mean, that's, that's depression era shit. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, the, it's the biggest drop in the history of the United States GDP. And I, that that's insane. We are living in times that we talk about like it would have never happened to us, you know, and we're yep. living through and it right now. It's even, it's even crazier because the stock market's at an all time high. I mean, yeah. it, it's, un, it's unbelievable. It's just the fucking, the craziest upside down world. I, I honestly can't believe that we're not seeing more violence. Uh, I think the biggest surprise to me has been the fact that almost all of the unrest and the violence has come from the left. The, yeah. like I, I expected the, you know, the alleged white, you know, right movement to appear. And I haven't seen any evidence of that at all. It's really fascinating. Not at all. And it's been, uh, I, I just think it's insane that like exactly what you said, <clears throat> there hasn't been more violence because honestly, even depression era time frame, like uh, the only violence that we're seeing right now is 
from Black Lives Matter movement or whatever you want to call it, the people that are uh, taking the opportunity to piggyback off of the Black Lives Matter movement and riot and things like that. And then the only violence is from them, those rioters, those opportunists, opportunists and the police force. But we're still in like depression numbers and yep. the rest of the nation is just chilling. Like we're just complacent right now. What is happening? I, I honestly think the the minute that the unemployment uh, checks stop or even get cut, that's when the real pain will be felt. Because right now everyone's sitting at home. A lot of people are making more money than they were when they had a job. And when that shit ends, then you see the real pain. And then, uh, then I hope we see some actual, uh, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm always... Uh, I shouldn't say always. I'm usually against violent revolution, but you lock me in my house for enough time and I start to feel like, okay, maybe violent revolution is the only answer. I don't know. Yeah. You start getting a yeah. little antsy. Yeah. And I, th- and I think a lot of, I mean, I don't know, maybe this is just kind of my bias, but it seems like a lot of like trades and stuff, like that's where a lot of conservative people lie. And a lot of them have been deemed essential workers. So right. I kind of think that like the most unemployed people is kind of coming from the left, like more oh. than the right. That's a good point. I hadn't even thought about that. That is true. Um, I know for me, like I, I'm in a specific, it's a very specific trade. So it's not, we just honestly didn't have people. Our, our trade is very much based off of other companies being open. And mm. so we can go there and service their buildings and things like that. So if they're not open, we can't get in and we can't do our jobs. So I got furloughed for that. Um, yep. And I was the low guy on the totem pole, brand new. Uh, so it was kind of like, I knew it was coming. Even before my boss did, I was like, oh, they called me in here to furlough me today, right? And he's like, no, no, that's not why. And then I go talk to the GM and he's like, yeah, so we're furloughing you today. Yeah, Fuck, figured, man. Figured did, you get, did you get unemployment from it? I did get unemployment. So that was nice. Um, yeah. But I was literally looking for jobs that week, like trying to find something. You're, you're a better man than I. I was like, yeah. I'm going to focus on my uh, tweet troll game and that's all I've been doing. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm not going to sound like I'm all high and mighty because after I found out what the employment unemployment was, because typo was on it, I was like, Oh fuck that. I'm not getting a job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Dude. I was like, this is, this is okay money. I can live off. This This is not bad. Exactly. I'm in San Diego, so it's pretty expensive here, but I, uh, I have an Airbnb, um, in the downstairs of my house. So between the two, I was all right. But then the COVID lockdown made it so that they, I was like, all right, I still am getting inquiries for people to stay at my place. So I'll be all right. Like that's plenty of cash flow to carry my mortgage. I'm good to go. And then the state or the city sends me a letter telling me I'm, I'm committing a misdemeanor every guest that I have. And like, I, I'll be put in jail or fined crazy amount of money. I was like, oh my God, what a, I, I honestly, you know, I've always believed in states rights. I think that this has changed my opinion on that a little bit. Like I, I always felt like, uh, the bill of rights superseded states rights to some extent, oh, yeah. like, like you can't have slavery for instance. Um, right. cause it's obviously infringing on someone's fundamental rights, but it seems as if the governors have the right to take pretty much anything away from us. And there's no, there's no, uh, like recourse fe- for them. Yeah. Yeah. There's no recourse. There's no federal response. Like, Trump seems to be trying to take that line and I don't, I don't support it, but I, at the same time, I'm really conflicted because I don't know what the answer is. Like, do you just let rioters burn cities to the ground? Cause the Portland PD won't do shit. Like, I, I don't know. What, what do you do there? Yeah. That's kind of typo. And I were talking about this earlier this week and it was one of the things that we wanted to bring up where it was like, you know, there's a lot of things happening that as libertarians, we have to make 
choices on how we speak about them and and how we feel about them, both our actual feeling and on the subject and where our principles lie as I guess the libertarian or anarchist that you are, you know? And right. it's like, like, do I agree with people looting? And, and I think, and I, the point that I'm going to bring up, I think I've said on the show before, but it's like, do I support those people rioting and looting um, personal property, private property, things like that? Uh, honestly, I don't give a shit about public areas. Right. We pay for them. Um, do I agree with it? Absolutely not. But I'm not going to get up in arms and gung ho about them, considering I don't even see those public areas as legitimate, anyways, in the first place. But you know, living in the society that we have today, I don't necessarily agree with it because uh, I know we're going to have to fucking pay for it, and that just pisses me off more because that just means taxation. But, yeah, I know. Uh, I feel like we can be on this. I. I feel like I don't need to choose a side. I feel like as anarchists and libertarians and whatever umbrella L you fall into, I feel like I don't, I feel like I can call out the injustice that is people looting and destroying, you know, uh, private property buildings and uh, public areas and things like that. And still be like, I don't agree with, federal government stepping in. Honestly, I think it should be communities stepping in. Like that's, yeah. I mean, I, I like as an, in, in the society that I want, I mean, that's how I'd want things to go where we see like, you know, in our community, people going to do things that we don't necessarily or not necessarily agree with. People are destroying, like there's a mob out there fucking destroying private property. I think our community, it's our job as our community mm -hmm. to go out and do that. Not everybody's going to be able to do that. And, I feel like right now not everybody is smart enough to be intelligent with a weapon or uh, de-escalation techniques and things like that. Like that's all something that has to be brought into our society as it comes into like a more freedom minded society. You know what I mean? Like all those are aspects that don't really get talked about. And I, right now what's the correct answer? I have no fucking clue because it's, it's like with you, you're conflicted. It's, yep. you know, I it should if there was any cause for a federal government, it would be to protect people's private property when the state's uh, elected officials aren't doing that. And, right. But I can understand the flip side of saying that the federal government doesn't really have jurisdiction in a state unless it comes to that kind of aspect. But it's just, it's just something that I just, I feel very strongly in a, one of the other subjects that we're going to get into. We don't have to right now yet. Um, but I just feel so strongly that I don't feel like I have to choose. And a lot of libertarians are trying to make people choose. Yeah. Well, and I think that the reason that we can't choose is because it's far more complicated than they try and paint it. Because there's also many of these cities where they've made it illegal to defend yourself. They've, gotten rid, of, they've gotten rid of Castle Law and all that stuff. So it's like they, they even arrest that guy on murder charges in Minneapolis for protecting his pawn shop or whatever it was. It's like, well, if you can't protect your own city with your Second Amendment right, and the cops won't protect you. I literally don't know what the fuck you're supposed to do other than pray that the feds come in and, and help you out because you're defenseless otherwise. It's, it's a really bad position all the way around. Absolutely. Yeah, people are, people are really desperate and they don't really care who comes. They just want someone to come. And right now, it's the state's not coming and everyone looked to the federal government. And I don't really know. Like, I, I, I heard Michael Malice and Dave Smith talk about this and I really don't know if like, it's it, it comes down to like the like if people are attacking federal buildings does the 
government have the right to defend that. And then it's, I, I mean, I kind of side with the idea that the federal government would have the right to defend their federal building. It's their building. And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we can argue about like in libertarians, like, Oh, it shouldn't be theirs and whatever. But I mean, if no one's defending it, like I, I just don't understand how, like what, what is the federal government supposed to do in the situation? I don't think anyone really knows what's best. Yeah. Well, I if mean, it's a federal building. It's our building, not the feds building. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. 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 I mean, that would be the idea in our world. There probably wouldn't be federal buildings in each state in the, in the union, but there are. So yeah, now the precedent's kind of set. It does seem logical that they would have a right to defend that property, especially since it's taxpayer funded uh, military police or whatever they are. I don't even know what they are. Uh, I think that's, to me, as a libertarian, the scariest part. I was going to say, the, the one thing I can definitively say is that being unmarked in a fucking minivan, coming in, not announcing who you are, throwing people in a fucking minivan and driving off at, rapidly... That isn't acceptable no matter what the situation is, not on American soil, not in my opinion. So that's that's where I'll draw a line for damn sure. I think that's totally fucked up. Absolutely, dude. That's what's that's the fucking like that's the shit that irks me, especially seeing all these people who are like, they're commies, they don't deserve rights anyways. And it's like, no, bro. It's like no bro. And I think all right, Seaburn, uh, I don't know if you know uh it used to be Seaburn boob boy, but now he's a Seaburn boy on Instagram. Uh we had him on with uh uh, uncensored tactical pat a couple I don't know I guess it's been a while now a couple months ago but sure. uh, anyways he's um he's very much in obviously Seaburn stuff so gas things like that and Portland and Portland like what the last two days they've been using canisters and there's uh it's been worse than it's ever been and some of the videos that have come out the canisters are like past the dates that they should be used on. Um, sl- uh, the smell of cl- uh, chlorine is in the air, it's, so it, which seems more like a mustard gas type situation, things like that. Holy There's not, re- not really known what kind of chemical it, it, it is that's being, they're being gassed with. But he's like, you know, he's like, I can sit here and tell you that I, did, I never, he was, I think he said something like, I never thought I had to say this, but, uh, chemical weapons shouldn't be used on anybody, even if I disagree with their uh, political leanings, even if their political leanings would put me in jail. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. not right. And and I feel like that's the same thing with these secret police or whatever, whatever the fuck they are. They're probably Homeland Security, to be honest. But like, you know, the, like whatever it is, like, that's never okay. Even if the people would come for me, if it was happening to me, they wouldn't stand up for it. That's not what we're about. Right. Right. And, and the truth is, yeah, obviously we don't want to defend fucking commies. That's like the last people we want to defend. However, however, Trump is tweeting out regularly anarchists. So we're the next in fucking line. Like (laughs) they're coming after us and it's just going to be based off of the title. It has nothing to do with what we actually believe. Obviously not every protester is a communist. Not everyone's uh, out there because of Marxist tendencies or anything like that. They have no interest in gulags, which is what we're all concerned with. These are just people, for the most part, many of them are just legitimately protesting for civil rights that they think are being trampled upon. So I have to sympathize with those people. I, I would stand with those people except for the fact that they fucking are being used by Marxists largely. So Absolutely. It's, it's so complicated all the way around, man. It's, it's just awful. <laughs> and I think that's why we're in this weird position and why a lot of libertarians are like, I mean, dude, it's every day. There's are like arguments between people that I like before COVID or anything else didn't have arguments. You know what I mean? Like it was, you know, 
like they like boys that were always on fucking Twitter, uh, bullshitting about liberty things, going and shitting on commies pages and shit like that. And they're like arguing about these types of things, you know, from, uh, I mean, it started with the like original outbreak of COVID-19 where it was like, you sh as libertarians, you should be wearing your masks and things like that. You know, like that was a big argument for a while yep. where it was yep. like, you're infringing on my, um, health. You're a danger to me. If you don't wear a mask, that's a violation of the NAP. And it's like, fuck off. You're a fucking dumbass. First <laughs> off. Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. then, and then right afterwards, the black lives matter thing. And, uh, you know, George Floyd, uh, was tragically murdered in the streets by a police officer. And there's people like, not, I, you know, I really didn't see a whole, uh, most libertarians were stud steadfast on that where that was unjustified, regardless of the pre-notion of who George Floyd was and everything else and yeah, the totally conflict didn't matter. that happened. It didn't matter. All of us were steadfast on that was fucking wrong and unjustified. But then yep. right after that, once the uh, protests started happening and then the riots kicked off after protests were ending, it was like, nope, this whole movement's bullshit, da-da-da-da-da. And it's like, ah, like, I understand where they're coming from. Like, I can understand that viewpoint. But at the same time, we can't, like, I just hate the the overarching general labeling of everything. And that's the way it is. And we can't even try to see, like, we can't, we don't have to choose a side. We don't. That's literally our whole point as anarchists and libertarians. Our whole point is being principled in what we believe in. Yeah. And what's interesting to me is, you know, our our entire movement was, like, largely based in hypotheticals because we weren't dealing with overt tyranny to the extent that we have over the past four months. So this, this whole COVID lockdown thing to me has brought home and made real all of the hypotheticals that we had been debating for years. So I felt like as a group, we were more prepared for these discussions than any other group out there because we've all been concerned about shit like this for the longest time when everyone else told us we were fucking crazy. They'll never lock you in your house. <laughs> They'll never take away your civil liberties. We're like, yeah, they, they do. They, they're doing it. It's happening right now. Um, they will but, take you off the streets in unmarked police vans by yeah, unmarked people. Exactly. And, and it's like, it's really, it has, it, I think to me, the biggest surprise is that it has shown a division within the liberty movement that I didn't expect. I did, I did not expect such consternation and such a, a divide amongst people that like, we agree on 95% of shit and yet we're at each other's throats too. Um, but I, I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody. So I, I'm not being a hypocrite here. Like I fucking go after Nick Sarwak every day of my life. I hate oh, yeah, that no. guy. Yeah, fuck I that guy. hate him. So I well, get it. I still think he's a CIA plan. I'm just saying. I do too. I do too. <laughs> I, I swear to God, he's a CIA plan. There's no way you could be that bad at that job on accident. Like yeah. it has to be on purpose. But, um, but I guess I'm just saying, you know, it's just amazing to me, the amount of division. It almost seems like you know, I don't know it's very conspiratorial sounding, but it does seem kind of like an op. Like when they, they, they keep, they keep mentioning like, where are libertarians on this topic? And you're Yo, like, wild. That shit is wild. <laughs> and they do it every fucking day on every topic. And I'm like, you never cared what we had to say before. What the fuck yeah. are you asking us for? You hate <laughs> us. We have no power. We can't do anything. What are you talking about? But they just constantly bring us up. Like where are the libertarians on these people being kidnapped off the streets? It's like, bitch, you didn't listen to me my entire fucking life. I've been saying this shit forever. <laughs> Exactly, man. That's the <laughs> truth. Dude, 
the truth with some cheese on it right there. <laughs> Swear to God, it's so fucking frustrating. And like even Typo got uh, Typo and I, I was like, we got in an argument about this shit, like uh, I, like about um, labeling Black Lives Matter. And I was like, dude, we just talked about this same exact situation with the Boogaloo thing. Like, you know, they're labeling us alt writers, and you were the one that was on the side of like, no, we keep the Boogaloo. Like, we fucking keep it. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. And then like. Nope. When it comes to Black Lives Matter, he's like, "Fuck them. They're all Black Lives Matter." <laughs> and I was like, "Bro, what the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, no, my argument against it was just like, if I, I, w- I don't know if I want to associate myself with a a protest that its majority may be peaceful, but then it turns into riots and looting at night, and it's uh, it it's like if I was I don't know promoting to end a war or something. And it was a protest, and then all of a sudden it turns into a riot. I would not be. I'm part of the in the war protest. Like it's like the it's yeah. like it's like opposite of. What's so that's what I'm saying. I'm not for. saying I'm not labeling all of them as in like their protests. I'm just saying I don't know if people should be so quick to associate themselves with something like that. Yeah, I like agree. Joe and, Jorgensen. And yeah, and that was the, that was the topic. And I'm not a fan of Joe Jorgensen either. I like I. I don't know who the fuck she is or where the fuck she came from. And we've talked about this before where it was like, uh, maybe we weren't as up to date with who people are in the libertarian community, higher community or whatever. But honestly, her winning the nomination for the libertarian party was like fucking wild to me. It was a stunner. Honestly, I hadn't heard of her until like two days prior to the, nominee becoming official i guess i had no idea who she was honestly i mean i after i looked her up i realized i recognized her name because she had been the vp candidate in the 90s with harry brown and i read some harry brown books so like yeah. i i knew of her through that but the fact that i guess i think we are we do have our own little um like Misesian, uh lane of libertarianism where yeah, we, like our, we, we we get in our echo chamber yeah we do we, we have we have one obviously because yeah. I thought Hornberger was a slam dunk because Dave Dude. Smith was pushing him. I'm like, Dave Smith's the biggest fucking name in Liberty. So like if he's pushing him, it's a, it's a lock for Hornberger. Yeah. And yeah. Then, and then he got, he got trounced in the boat. And I was like, what the yeah. fuck? So, yeah. yeah. And it makes me like really wonder where it's like, you know, this is the, that's the way I came into libertarianism was like, you know, Tom Woods, Dave Smith. Um, I was a fucking uh, <clears throat> Gary Johnson guy because I was, I, you know, I was in the, I was in the military during that. Like I was in the Marine Corps during that. So like, yep. I didn't even understand what libertarian what, ism was necessarily at that time that's why i liked gary johnson because he kind of seemed like the guy that was not these two fuckers you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure and like now obviously fucking gary johnson's trash he's basically like (laughs) i don't i don't even know how to explain gary johnson's politics but they're just garbage yeah it's pretty bad but then you know it was a lot of dave smith a lot of uh pete uh free man beyond the wall it was a lot of you know people like that and, you know, I kind of went to that, like the, I guess the, the right side for a little bit too. And I was listening to a lot of turning point. Like I thought turning point was kind of okay for a while. Um, mm. Prager U, which yep. I hated their Christian shit, but a lot of their other stuff was like really on par for what I thought at the time. And then um, I love, I just liked watching Ben Shapiro destroy like college lefties. That was yep. always fun. But yeah. there was a certain point where I like grew out of that too, where I was just, and the, Oh, Jordan Peterson loved listening to Jordan Peterson. I think he yeah. is a man that can teach a lot of people, a lot of things and do it the correct way. But I still don't agree with his politics, but it, it was mm-hmm. just, and 
you know, I kind of fell into it on, I don't know how I, maybe it's the things that I look at or whatever, but you fall into it on Twitter and you're like, Oh, these are, these are libertarians. This is what libertarians are. And then there's a whole fucking section that like votes for Joe Jorgensen, apparently. And I don't even know who the <laughs> fuck those people are. Cause even libertarians that I meet in person, like that I didn't know were libertarians, like the yeah. ones that I meet just out in the fucking world, not on Twitter or anything else. They're like, Dave Smith, Tom Woods, libertarians, you know, they're Mises know. libertarians, but I, honestly, it's weird. I like, it's I don't, I don't vote. That's why, isn't it? It's I, guess, I think, I think, <laughs> dude, that, I thought about that too. <laughs> yeah. I, we're, I think that it's, it's all the libertarians with the pronouns in their bios that were like, we, yeah. we totally don't associate with them at all, but they all have the voting power apparently. Cause we don't do it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Maybe we should just start putting, we're too picky. We, we should put pronouns in our fucking bios from now on. Then, um, then they take our vote seriously after that. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I don't know. Uh, a, thought they them. They them. <laughs> <laughs> dude, we gotta we gotta get you and the female libertarian thought on the same fucking episode. I'm down. Would, I'm down. She's actually she's actually a sex worker, and uh, she. Dude, she's, I actually wanted one to come on just because I think it'd be first off interesting to talk about, and second off, like that's literally like in the name libertarian. I'm pretty sure. Somewhere. For sure, dude. Like she's, she's living it. She's living the true, the true life there. So I would love to hear what she has to say. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll DM her see if I can set it up for you guys. <laughs> uh, oh. does, she, does she have more followers than you? I don't think so. Oh, damn. <laughs> I, I, I was just assuming she did because she's a sex worker, but apparently not. <laughs> she, well, I, she might. I don't know. I, I'll check. I haven't. <laughs> uh, we aren't, we aren't in uh, regular communication. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did she like just DM you one day? Like, why'd you fucking take my name, bitch? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have people come to your house and beat your ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, there was a while that I would, I, there was these, uh, like libertarian Twitter female accounts and, and and then a lot of them came out that they weren't even real people. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. I was like, oh my God, I followed you for a while. <laughs> yeah, what, what was the the young girl? It was like Jenna or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that was oh, a big yeah, one. That, that was a big one. She I had like, about that. I think she had like 30,000 followers. followers or something. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. I don't understand right. why, why they delete their account when they get caught. Like, who gives a fuck? Just keep running with yeah, it. Exactly. You know, like, yeah, exactly. You got a big following. I don't understand like, it. Like, same with that. Oh my what? bad. Well, I th- I thought uh, like uh, in plus you could fool a bunch more people. Uh, oh, sorry. No, my my connection cut out for a second. Uh, am I back? Yeah, you're yeah, you're back. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh, Jenna. Yeah, the the other dude that uh, that had the the wife A that got caught for being full of oh, shit. Like, yeah, yeah, dude. And like, I just well, first off, who are these people and why do they make up these stories? It's, like, these it are- is. It is weird. It's pathological, but like, <laughs> you know, but like, who gives a fuck? Just yeah. keep going. Like, but obviously yeah. it, it hits them on like a, 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 like a personal level when they get caught, like they obviously feel some type of way about it. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's incredible how real the like online community gets that just being caught in a lie can make you want to delete your account. It's like, I've, I've been a big fat bitch in American flag bikini for the past couple of years. <laughs> who gives a shit? Yeah. That's not who I am. But like, that's, that's not what you're listening to me for. You're, you're fucking following me. Cause I, 
I tell Gavin Newsom to eat my ass five times a day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason you follow me, not because you think I'm actually a, a morbidly obese thought. Like, actually, relax. You know, in the libertarian community, they could actually be following you because you're Dude, a morbidly people, obese. That's <laughs> true. Thought. That's true. I, the one the thing I've noticed game, the simp game in libertarian circles is intense. It's strong. I think we may be the best looking men in the entire movement, being honest. Hey, hey, I agree with that. Full-heartedly. Full-heartedly. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Like, I, I mean, I, but I just love characters on Twitter. Like, just, like, I don't really see them as, a lot of them as real people. Like, I, like, I really like Michael Mouse's Twitter, like, just because he trolls people and he's really funny. Exactly. It's like, I don't think I'll ever meet him, but I just think his fucking account's funny. He just wrecks people, and it's like, haha, I like it. I don't know. It makes yeah. Twitter better. <laughs> yeah, and if and if he came out as uh, a chick, I'd be like, okay, good good for you. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's it's awesome that you're so good. Yeah, it wouldn't literally wouldn't affect me one way or the other if he, like, was like, oh, I'm actually this, you know, 21-year-old girl that's from... <laughs> you know, I don't know, Northern Oregon or some shit like that. I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. cool, whatever. I, I do think it's a little bit, it's a little weak though when you fucking throw up some like hot 20-year-old and you're some 50-year-old yeah. gremlin in his fucking basement. Like, yeah. that's a little that's a little deceptive. But at the same time, if you're good at Twitter, I don't give a fuck. Like, if you're, if, yeah. if everyone's following you just because of your, your fucking profile pic, this isn't even Instagram. You just have a little circle pic of this fucking girl and it's enough to get guys to click uh, follow. Like, what? How pathetic are these motherfuckers? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need to change my profile pic, get some more followers. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, I need man. To, I need to, I, dude, honestly, the the Twitter lane to get into as a libertarian is redheaded and female. Yes. Yeah. Apparently, so well, I, like, I'm friends with I'm friends with a few of them, so I can't talk shit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that that is definitely a winning avenue to take. Yeah, dude, I, it's insane. Like I go to some of them that like show up out of nowhere and i look at their twitter accounts and it's like twenty thousand followers and i'm like what the fuck dude you made this literally a year ago yeah it's crazy i've it's had i had a twitter so for since like oh nine and i didn't use it for 10 years so i had you know like 200 followers at the beginning of i guess 2019 and then i just got really serious about it because I, I i've always been you know politically inclined but i never took it seriously. I never, I honestly never thought it could be a career because there wasn't any fucking libertarians. They didn't exist. It was like, it was like me and, you know, a handful of my friends that I slowly indoctrinated over the past, you know, decade or so. Um, but then yeah, right. <laughs> I, honestly, for me, the moment that I saw Dave Smith on Rogan, I was like, Oh, this is, this is a fucking lane. Like you can actually do this. You can actually make a career out of talking about freedom in America. Still like, I didn't think you could do it. So, um, that's, I think that's why I'm, I'm so juiced up and like pushing as hard as I have as of late. And I just broke 5,000 followers, which I never thought I would get. And it's like that, that to me is as about as hopeful as I've felt is that like, there is an audience for this. Um, I wish it was bigger. I wish I didn't have to have red hair to, you know, gain more <laughs> traction, but um, you know, some of those girls are really smart too. So I'm not trying to downplay their contribution. Oh, no, like, absolutely. I, I appreciate what they do too. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like I, I have a problem with the big one, the very big one, yes, um, yes. just because of some of the things that she said. And then she tried to, you know, go out of her way to personally attack Jared and I when we responded back to her in a polite way. And yep. I was like, all right, bet. Like, now I don't <laughs> like, now I don't fucking like you. And I'll take any chance I can on Twitter to like show that I don't like you. 
But, you know, whatever. That's just the way I feel. But there's, like, like I said, there's plenty of them that I think are, like, they, they do something for the movement. Like, it's not that they don't. They're absolutely sure. fucking, like, it's everybody that's part of, that's spewing even, you know, 90, if people are spewing 90% of the same ideals that I have, like, that's still that's, doing, that's huge. That's, that's way more than what the general norm of an American is right now. Fuck you know yeah. what I mean? It's so about, it's, it's like, about 90% more. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. So and that's where, I, where I'm like, I try not to, you know, I try not to do the libertarian purity test unless people are like, no, this is what true libertarian is. Libertarianism is. And then I'm like, all right, fucking bet. Let's go. We can play this game. But other yeah. than that, it's more like I welcome anybody that has at least like that, like any amount and they're trying to work towards something that's greater than what is now without, you know, using government force to enact it. Like I'm all about yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, obviously Gary Johnson was like your entrance to yeah. some extent into the political libertarian realm. He's not a great libertarian, but God bless him that he got fucking someone like you that's in it now. So, yeah. um, well, you he know, got a shit ton of us, he got a shit ton of us. And like, and I, I understand Nicholas Sarwak's point when he says that and he's like, Oh, but and but then I obviously understand Dave Smith's point, but he's like, how many fucking stayed? And it's like, you know, that's a very valid point. Yeah, the the counter argument is that yes, Gary Johnson got a lot of people into the libertarian movement like yourself. However, what if we had ran a principled libertarian in that election? Maybe we have fucking ten percent of the vote, and now we're like a real force. That's always been my counter argument: is like it's yeah. not about getting an extra million voters that just are protesting the two main parties. It's about getting people that actually understand what we the principles that we believe in. Because if you don't get enough people that really like bleed freedom, it doesn't matter. We're doomed. Like yeah. the two parties are taking us down a fucking deadly path. And it's like I don't I don't care personally if. Uh, Joe Jorgensen gets a million more votes than Gary Johnson got. I don't give a fuck. What I care about is, is this headed, is this taking us towards liberty? Like, that's all I care about. And if the answer is yes, great. But I think when you start going down the path of identity politics and you're just pandering to Black Lives Matter to try and get a couple extra voters, you're completely dismissing what libertarianism stands for. And that's like, that's where I get, I, I'm sensitive to the purity test issue as well however yeah. like there is something to be said when you start to do identity politics that is so counter to what the, the only party the only party that cares about individuals is libertarians so yeah. if we're going to start doing identity politics you've lost us you've lost Absolutely. the like the root movement so no that's the, that's the biggest thing i know i agree with that shit man that's true as fuck because it honestly once they start doing it it taints it it taints the pool it taints yep what your it taints your principle like it does yep. honestly and that's what kills me and i you know eric july he posted something today and it was uh, uh one of joe jorgensen's tweet and it was like an actually good tweet and it's you know a principled libertarian tweet and he was like if if she could do this i would have nothing wrong if she could do this all the time i'd have no problem with her at all i don't care if she gets or if she like you know follows on everything that I do, you know, agrees with everything that I do. But as long as she's principled in what libertarianism is and doesn't play that party bullshit, you know, like the, the two party bullshit game where the identity politics game, 
then it's okay. Like, yeah. I, like that's the part that's bad. If she yeah. stays with this, you know, we're trying to create smaller government. And I think Dave Smith has a good, if we have, if we could have a, pre, uh, a nominee, presidential nominee that was end the drug war end the foreign wars, like that's all I really fucking need from an actual libertarian presidential nominee. And yep. then we can start working on everything else. But those two things are like the huge, like end the war on terrorism and the war on drugs. If we could get those two, like, and they're obviously, you know, not a prior fucking slaughterer, genocidal maniac that was a senator or vice president of another party, then yeah. Like, you, you mean Bill Weld? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I agree, man. I think uh, that's why a lot of libertarians were kind of standing for Tulsi. It was like, she's fucking awful on economics. However, she gets the two things we care about, right? It's the yeah. drug war. It's the war. You know, it's the, it's wars. We want to end the wars. Work. Yeah. And even the pragmatists didn't like Tulsi. Like the pragmatist libertarians, the ones that pride themselves on doing it the right way. We can't do armed revolution. We have to vote our way into office and deregulate it like that. You know, those right. kind of libertarians, mm -hmm. uh, what Nicholas Sarwak's crew, like that's what they think they are. And it's yeah. like, even they didn't like Tulsi Gabbard. And it was like, yeah. yo, what do you like? It's that's, they're, not, they're not actually anti-war. I swear yeah, to God, they're not. They're not. They're fucking it's not, their, not. it's not their priority. And I don't understand how that happened. Like I, I'm not a military vet like you guys. So I don't have the same sort of personalization for it yeah. but I grew, I grew up in San Diego yeah. I, I'm, I'm right next to you know Camp Pendleton and I know lots and lots of vets and I know I know the trauma that you guys have experienced not personally but I've seen I've seen guys come back and it's like yeah. fucking disaster man and I, I don't understand how the Libertarian Party which to me is the the only party that really is anti-war anymore they have lost that battle as well it's like yeah how the fuck did you lose that battle? We have a Democrat and a Republican taking us to war decade after decade after decade, and you guys still can't win on this topic? Like, what yeah. the fuck? And guess what they run on? They run on anti... Those Democrats and Republicans every year, every term, run on fucking anti-war sentiments. And guess what they don't do every year? That. And it's yep. like, what do you... Like, obviously people like if there's one core, like if you look at, you know, you, you look at, uh, you know, probability and statistics, if there's one statistic that you could bet on, it's that an anti-war president or sentimental president, that's the one that wins. Yep. And, and, and they're, they're definitely not going to get us out of any wars. We know no, that too. Yeah. Those are the two, like if we're basing it on Republicans and Democrats, those are the two things that we can definitely say with absolute, plausibility like those two things that one will win and he won't get us out of any war or she will win and she won't get us out of any war guess what we can fucking do we could take that and we still yeah. don't it's it's crazy uh, do you guys find that that most uh vets are libertarian sympathetic at least yeah most of them most of them most of them that as long as they're vets if they're still in then it's iffy but okay. most of the vets are usually they don't realize they're libertarian, at least right. in our generation, you know, at least the guys that we know, even a lot of the older generations that I've met, like they, uh, you know, it's one of those things where they, there's, they still think they're like half of them still think the Republican party is helping them. And then the other half is, you know, the democratic side where it's like, we have to do better. These are the, this is the party of freedom for all people. And that's what they think Democrats are. 
So it's kind of like a weird mix, like older mm. generations. But um, I think a lot of our generation is very disenfranchised from the two-party system and doesn't believe in it at all. At least most of the guys we talk to. Don't you think, Tyler? Yeah. Well, I think Trump got a lot of veterans this term. But uh, uh, I but would say most people are... savagery. Like, yeah, I don't think it was really so much like, and, yeah. Mm. And he played the, I mean, he played the military card so fucking hard. And like, I mean, who yeah. doesn't love a leader that loves us? Like, so, uh, yeah, that's big. Uh, yeah. He, uh, but I think a lot of people in like veterans, I mean, maybe I'm a little biased just because of my friend group, but, uh, I think most people, I mean, I'm friends with people on Facebook that, uh, I mean, we've never talked politics before that we're in the military and a lot of them seem more uh, libertarian friendly to the idea. So I think in between, between like, like most of them come from the right. So they're like that Republican going to libertarian type zone where they're, they, they are like anti-war or anti-force to a degree, but they don't, they don't see that happening or they don't think that that's like a problem. So like, it's like, I think they're still in like the like Republican, like, Oh, we back the troops and cops type thing. Yeah, I, I've got one buddy who's my age. Uh, I'm older than you guys, so he's he saw serious fucking combat, yeah. and and he's you know PTSD. He's got the whole the whole shebang. And then I got another buddy who's like probably closer to your age. He's probably younger. He's like 23, and and he's uh, he never saw combat, and he's just like gung ho. You know, he still wants to like back like a year ago when it looked like or maybe even six months ago god time is fucking slowing down yeah it has <laughs> crazy but when it looked like we were going to war with iran in like january or whatever it was mm-hmm. um and he was pumped he was like i'm gonna re-enlist like fuck this i'm gonna go like i need to, i need to kill people like he was just so he was so amped it was crazy is that is that a, a normal thing like if you've seen active combat you're more anti-war or what's your I don't experience, know, man? I, it it I goes both say, ways. It yeah. depends. Some people are addicted to it, though. Like that's the thing, where it's like, you know, it, it goes both ways, and it and it come it comes from where you sit on the war itself, and also what you have seen. You know, it's a lot easier to justify um, killing a kid that shot at you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Considering that, rather than you know, killing somebody that was a bystander so like a lot of the stuff a lot of the actions we're in now we're not running and gunning in cities it's like we're really not be we're really not shooting until we're shot upon Mm -hmm. and that's when we fire back and that's kind of like where our uh rules of engagement are at so like but you know the people from 2001 to like oh shit man some of it even goes to 2012 2013 parts of it were really bad but you know you have Ramadi, Fallujah, like some of the bigger named battles and the original pushes and things like that. Like those, I mean, there were so many people that just stayed in the cities because they were like, I'm not leaving my home. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like we we dropped flyers and letters and stuff saying, Hey, you need to leave this city and, or you will be considered an enemy combatant. And there's tons of people that stayed. I mean, there's a ton of people that first, they don't have the means. Second, it's their home. They're not going to fucking leave. And then the U.S. military comes rolling in. And I feel like a lot of those guys saw that. And that's when they were like, I can't justify this anymore. Or, you know, you see a lot with the uh, the Gulf War where, you know, we're protecting oil fields and things like that. And, I mean, we still did the same thing in Iraq and Afghanistan. So I I think when it depends on 
what combat you saw. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and then and I think the go ahead. I, I think the older generation uh, justifies it way more than the younger generation. Yeah. So you'll see older generation that's been in combat, they'll justify it within themselves and a lot more easier than um, younger younger generation will. Uh, I feel like why, it's a lot why harder. Why is that? For, well, like different uh, Gulf War to 9-11, right? That's what you mean by older generation. Uh, wait. Oh, like yeah, Gulf yeah, War yeah. Vets to like 9/11 my dad? Post, like yeah. my dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I just wanted my... to make sure, like okay. older generation to newer generation. Because I feel like, I feel like well, a lot of Maybe that's post- not completely true, too, because Vietnam is really really and like there's a lot of vietnam people that that did not i guess more so middle eastern war (laughs) yeah i guess it would just depend on what the war is maybe i miss like the like all like the desert storm and stuff i mean i know my dad saw combat but i don't think it was as gruesome as like fallujah was yeah like i guess the level of the intensity yeah really does matter like luke's saying because if you've been in light combat like it's just mainly you're being shot at and then you shoot back and it's over type thing. But if you're, yeah, in cities and streets and you see some pretty fucked up shit with a bunch of civilians around, I think that, I think that really takes a toll on people. That's, that's, this is a really dark question, but is our only hope of actually having a a sustained anti-war movement in America to have another world war where we have so many of the men go and see such horrendous violence that they come back and, feel more like you guys do shit man i don't know i feel like honestly i think it's i think that the way if you look at all the anti-war movements that you know vietnam korea things like that um parts of world war one at the beginning or world war two at the beginning from the world war one vets uh you know a lot of it was veterans like veterans of prior wars standing up against it and that's like where a lot of the anti-war sentiments come from. Like a lot, it, I mean, for us growing up, I mean, you're, I mean, you're still in the same generation we are, but like the, for us growing up, it was very much, that was considered a Democrat thing, especially post nine 11. Like it was post nine 11 Democrats were the anti-war people, but you know, like you have vets across all spec political spectrum. And those are the important parts of the anti-war movement because whoever's at war and then the people that are saying they're the anti-war people and you can still look at their voting records and vets call them out on those voting records that's when like traction happens dude like i swear to god you look at Viet- like especially vietnam vietnam was one of those where you had vets coming back all the time and doing giant protests and things like that and i don't and that's where like i i hope it's not that's what it has to come to another a world war three and that's what really knocks in the whole because we, yeah, I mean, we saw it with i mean we saw it with vietnam like that was a huge and the majority of the united states stood by their sides right what about so, you type you think you think that we can we can actually get a, a real anti-war movement without having world war three uh i don't Damn it. That's such a hard question. I know. I, I, I'm asking because you guys are vets. Like I, I, I honestly don't know. You know, I, I feel yeah. pretty hopeless at this point. So I'm, I'm coming to you for hope. Give me hope. Well, I think, uh, I don't know. I think yes and no. So I, I'll say it's just because, um, just with how today things are, um, you can't like war is always recorded. 
Like there's, it's going to be recorded. doesn't matter. Like we're going to see like what actually it looks like. That's what like a big, some people use that argument is like, that's why Vietnam was muchly protested because they actually had live footage of what was going on there on TV and stuff. Yep. And, uh, so there's that. And I think, so if we did go to war, you would see a, a much bigger anti-war movement. But I also the think, no, just because same thing, there is all like technology and stuff. You do see a lot of these things. And, um, I think it takes time to wake people up. So it's like, and then, I mean, there is a lot of people that don't necessarily care. So I don't yeah, I don't know. It's really it's, hard. It, it is a tough, tough question. I, I did. You guys were probably kids when it came out, but when I, I lost a lot of hope when uh, Assange's and, and uh, Snowden's leaks came out and the collateral murder video came out. And I, are you guys familiar with that? Yeah, I'm not familiar with collateral murder, but I remember those other two. So it's collateral murder is like a. I'm not military, so it's like an AC whatever jet or, or helicopter. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. no and they, I remember. they fucking they gun down these uh, these yeah. like journalists. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember. And then <laughs> and there's there's kids in the van, and they're like, shouldn't have brought your fucking kids to a war zone. And it's just like I was I don't know I was in my 20s. I don't know how old I was um, when I saw that, and I was just that it shook me to my core, man. I, I was like, I'm I am paying taxes. I am like I am. In some way, I'm responsible for this atrocity. I just watched on my fucking Facebook. Like, yeah. I can't, I can't even believe what I'm witnessing. And then I look around, and there's no protests. That like, no one even gave a fuck. It was that was when I lost all hope. That was like as black pilled as I had ever been. I, I think that's when I got an anxiety disorder because I was like, I was like, I can't, I, I can't, can't do this. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't believe this. Like, how does, how does no one care about this stuff? But, um, dude, it's, it's really, see, it's really weird when you're in the military too because you'll. Like you'll see stuff like that and then everyone just left and you're just like, fuck, man. Yeah, dude, Shit. it's bad. But that's what, like, that's what, dude, oh. that's what you're programmed to do at that point. You go, you go yeah. through, especially Marine Corps, man. Like I, like I try not to make, like glorify the Marine Corps and the way that it literally brainwashes people, but it does it so fucking well. Like you're, you come out of boot camp, like I'm ready to go to war. You don't even know, like you haven't even gone to like your, training school or anything it's like all right when <laughs> when can i fucking deploy and you're just sitting there for four years waiting to deploy and yep. they're very very good at like not like telling you anything like you don't know any like like you'll learn from like talking to other people but like there's no one that actually comes and tell you like you're probably going to be bored a lot like a shit ton you're like you're not going <laughs> to do anything there's a lot of that there's you, you probably will do some meaningless meaningless training and you'll never see combat and you're just like no one tells you that besides like maybe the guys that's been in like a year longer than you, maybe two years longer than you. And then like this whole time that they just throw you around where you have to go. And, and then the whole time you're like literally itching to go to a war because you want okay. to do something. There's yeah. not a lot going on. You didn't join just to sit in your barracks room, do nothing or sit in an office and do nothing. Well, and there's a war still going on, you know? Yeah. So you're like, why am I not going? If there's, if we need to fight this war for freedom, I want to be one of the people doing it. Yeah. It's crazy because there's like, there's so many of you guys. And yet like some of you see really severe active combat, like tour after tour after tour. And then other guys just see nothing their entire career. It's like, it's such a, it's like a lotto draw. It's wild. Yeah. They, yeah. Well, they actually use deployments as like rewards. Like, like it's a reward mm -hmm. system. Like, you know, like, uh, 
for our guys. So I, we were like in a weird situation. Like we deploy with other units. We, our unit didn't deploy, but our section, like what we did, we would get attached to other units and deploy with those units deploying. But if you were a piece of shit, you wouldn't get a deployment. Like if you sucks at things, you don't get to go on the deployment. They'd put somebody else in your place. They'd so put Jared. Somebody... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he, he, he I'm, got, I'm he totally got kidding. One. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> no, but it is funny. But you know, I, you know, like it, it was, it was weird in that aspect because then you started looking at it as a reward. You know what I mean? And yeah. that goes back to like typos comment where, you know, you see something like that and everybody laughs and it's like, and, you know, at the same yeah. time, you, you get a lot of people that you have to laugh, you know, where it's like, yeah. you well, have and, to laugh and, so you don't cry. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's totally, it, it's in one way, it's dark. In another way, it's gallows humor where it's like, what are you going to do? You know, like, are you exactly. going to fucking, like, you can't, you can't walk off the job while you're over there. Yeah. So it's like, you got to defend your guys and then you get back and you hope that the war ends, I guess. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's Dude, just, they, they stuck you, they stick you in like a very shitty situation. It's not like, it's not like a contract with like a company. It's like a binding contract that if you fuck this up, you could be labeled as a fucking dishonorable discharge. And that yeah. like, it's almost like being on in this country. So mm. it's like, even, even if you like you full heartedly don't agree anything or what's going on, you want that out that you can't, you're stuck yeah. there. You gotta just go along, do your job and count the days. And the fucked up part is they will send that person just because they know they don't want to go. Like I had I've a guy seen that before too. I had, I had a guy, I had a oh, guy, man. I had a guy he was, he was a junior Marine. He was, I, he was like one of my junior guys. He was a radio operator and he was like, pretty newly married he'd been married before i got there and uh i think he, he was a little bit older so he was like 21 22 which is old for like i was like 22 i think he was 20 turning 21 and uh so he was closer like to my age but i was like two ranks ahead of him um mm -hmm. he just joined late but he, you know he was married and things like that and he just he honestly just fucking sucked he sucked he always like he sucked at his job he wasn't very bright but he would like, he was kind of cocky. I, I, I hope he's not a listener. <laughs> no, I don't think he is. I haven't talked to the kid in forever. But, uh, and if he well, is, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. And so like, he, he just sucked. And you know, he always like did stupid shit and it would like fuck everybody over. And they, and I backed out of a deployment cause I was like, I'm not re-enlisting. Like I was going to go, I was, I was going to extend my time in the Marine Corps and it was only supposed to be for like a year. So I'd have enough time to go on the deployment and I got my deployment in. Fuck. Yeah. I can get out of the Marine Corps and say, I fucking went and fought for our freedoms, you know? And then they said, we're not taking any more extensions. You have to reenlist. And I was like, I'm not doing four more years of this bullshit, especially not <laughs> this fucking dumbass unit <laughs> with these dumbass fucking, you know, like people in charge of me. So I was like, fuck that. I was like, I'm not doing it. So I backed out and they were like, yeah. They, instead of throwing, you know, like the next competent person up, they threw that guy on it because they're like, fuck it. You know, like cannon fodder. Like uh, if he dies, he dies. You know, we don't, we're not going to lose shit from him. And we know he doesn't want to go because he's just married. And it was oh, like, no. it was dude, so fucked. Do you tell him about when we were in Okinawa and they were making the radio operator, like the com, what oh, yeah. guys were they sending to Afghanistan? So I, 
I was, so like we were uh, stationed in uh, Okinawa, Japan. We were at this engineer support battalion. So like most of what our battalion does is like our engineers, they can sweep for IEDs and things like that. And that's what we, most of them do in country. But a lot, this engineer support battalion, because of where we're loca located in um, Japan, uh, we did a lot of like, you know, human humanitarian things like that. You know, we did, we went, we built schools in fucking Taiwan and yeah, I don't know, all random fucking shit like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, we were going to, we, they, out of, there's three ESBs in the Marine Corps and one of the three ESBs was going to go on a deployment to, I think it was Afghanistan at the time. And this was like my second year in the Marine Corps. And so like, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Like, fuck it let's go um and so i'm trying to like i'm i'm shit hot like i'm doing everything right i know how to do everything i'm running our shop doing this that or the other like i don't have a like people over me except my lieutenant which is really weird and so like i'm like i'm going on this fucking deployment i'm the best one that they can send you know like i'm the best person here just for this job i they're gonna send me and uh so we get to it and then we get a new gunnery sergeant and all this stuff and uh, they're picking people for to go on this deployment, and they picked literally the two shittiest <laughs> radio operators in our battalion that were under me, technically. They were higher in rank, but under me because my billet was higher than theirs. And they were under me because they were like, well, I mean, we don't need them here, so we'll send them there. We need Holy you shit. here. And it was like... The you were too good imp- at your job. Yeah, the, well, yeah, and it's like the most important like our communication is like one of the most important things on the battlefield. And it's like the most important job that we have is going to war. You know, like you think as Marines, like that's your most important job. So you'd send the best people qualified to go do that. And it was like me and my buddy, like we were the best qualified, me and my buddy, um, uh, Mario. And we were like, and they were like, Nope, these two. And it was like the worst of the worst Marines. Like they, like they suck. They didn't know how to do their job. They didn't know shit. And they were like, they're the ones that go. So they go and do, they, they do their training and stuff like that. They do a six month workup and they're in 29 Palms, California. And the battalion failed for multiple re- reasons. But one of the biggest reasons they failed was because the ROs could not communicate the entire time. So they, Holy our shit. ESB didn't get picked. But then we got shit on because armor, our radio <laughs> operators weren't fucking up to par. And why would we do that? And this, that, or the other. Oh. And I was like, I was like, yo, are you kidding? Like, I'm sitting here in a formation getting yelled at because the communication section is fucked up. And it literally, I was just like, oh my god, dude. And that's why, that's what I'm saying. Like, they use it as both. Like, it can be, it can be a pun. Like, going on the deployment can be a punishment. Or, and one of the guys they sent was literally flat out. I don't want to go to war. I didn't join, I didn't join the Marine Corps to go to war. I wanted people to like me. So I joined the Marine Corps. What the fuck? Yeah. That's why he joined. He was this little Mormon kid from Utah and he's fucking smelled funny ears. Well, fucking weirdo. But <laughs> yeah, he's so like, fucking weird. But they literally sent him because he was trash. Holy shit. This is the darkest story I've ever heard. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I never realized how dark that is until I tell it to somebody. Because, like, telling that to another Marine, it's like, oh, that makes sense. But, yeah, like, you well, know, telling that to civilians, like, people are like, yeah, the, 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 the propaganda is that we have, like, the most ready, you know, killing machine on Earth. And then you hear stories like this, and you're like, oh, no, we're fucked. Like, this yeah. is. Not- yeah. Well, well dude, it's, it, it, it's the weirdest. The Marine Corps is so weird. Because you'll, like, 
you'll meet people that like they just can't do the job because they're stupid (laughs) it happens all the time but and then you'll meet people that don't do the job because they don't give a fuck that was usually our friend group (laughs) and and then it was a mix of like there was people like it's so this and then there's people that are way too fucking smart to be in the marine corps they should not be in the military i'm like what are you doing here you're wasting everything (laughs) i brought a guy in his unit that was literally joined the marine corps for his company so he could do like psychoanalysis on like being in the Marine Corps. He was like, what, how old was he? Like 28 or something like that. He, he was, a- yeah, he was 28 and he had a doctorate as a psychologist. Whoa. And so and, his company you know. paid him to join the Marine Corps, go through it to learn about it and everything to like psychoanalyze everything on the outside. That's unbelievable. As, as an enlisted guy, and yeah. dude, he was the funniest one. He was the most <laughs> savage person I met, dude. I was like, "Oh my god, dude, you're gonna make us all look terrible." <laughs> and he and he was and he's like genius level smart. That's crazy. Oh yeah, super. Yeah, smart. he was really smart, dude. He like rolled in one day in like a fucking some some fancy ass SUV, like a Lincoln or something. And he, <laughs> and he had like better cars than the officers and gunnies that's been in for years. I was like, "You fucking showboating piece of shit, dude." <laughs> Dude, dude took a pay cut. Well, he's probably still getting paid by that company, but he was like making a hundred k before the Marine Corps. Goes in as an enlisted, which makes five hundred dollars every two weeks or six hundred dollars every two weeks as a private. Six hundred like, every two weeks. That is so bad. Oh, I think it was yeah. like yeah, it was like six hundred from as a private and a private first class. Like when I was in basic training, and what is the most money you've ever seen? You're eighteen. You know? Yeah, that's true. You know, and like and, that was, and you get room and board, right? So yeah. yeah, you don't pay for your room. You don't uh, pay food. Like they have a chow hall you go to. You can get whatever the, it's like theoretically. And then so the still, only still was, bad pay though. Oh yeah, horrible. yeah. When I, when I was in Japan though, I was uh, the thing I paid was my cell phone bill and my internet bill. And I, so and, and so I was I don't know what was so it. I think like, I saved five grand in two years. And I like spent yeah. like 15. Most of it. Most of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just blow that money away. Cause I'm yeah. like, Oh, I'll, I'm going to get paid again next week. Automatically. doesn't matter if I go home. doesn't matter if I don't do anything that week or two right. weeks, I will automatically get paid. So it's like, I just get used to this lifestyle. Like I do the job or don't do the job and I get paid. Yeah. And then like, all the money goes towards child support for those little half Japanese kids, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That happens. Cool, 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 cool. My dad, my dad was a marine too. When I went to Japan, he told me if you if you see a kid that kind of looks like you, just just stay away from him. I'm like, Thanks, Dad. <laughs> That's awesome. Appreciate you. <laughs> Yeah, but dude, it's so like the, we always say this that the the Marine Corps is just the fucking twilight zone. Like it really is. Like you'll see like the, the reaction of people is like so weird and it's so off putting. Especially now, like I'm four years removed now. Like I've I've been out officially four years. July 22nd was the end of my inactive reserve contract. Like I'm fucking done. Like they nice. they can actually still call me back because of what Donald Trump put in play. Like at the beginning of his fucking. Um, presidency President. yeah but Man. like uh but would you they go probably, no fuck no i told i dude, okay. i told my even all right when iran was like starting up and then before that when they were like saying that they might have to call back troops because they've lost so many in the last couple of years and they needed people for iraq and afghanistan still i was like 
I told my, I told my parents, I was like, yo, I'm like, if they, if I get that letter in the mail, like I'm leaving this country, like I, and my mom was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm fucking leaving. Like, and she's like, I, I don't doubt you. Like, I bet you will. And I was like, no, I fucking, I told my girlfriend, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm sorry. Like you can come with me if you want, but I'm not going to be in this country anymore. Like, fuck no, I'm not going to fight these dumbass wars. Good. There's That's no awesome, way. man. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll take that hit. I'll never come back to this country again. <laughs> my my last year in the Marine Corps, and then my last year in the Marine Corps, Luke was already out. And the general of our division came down and told us, like, we're pretty much under war with North Korea. And I was like, fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah what was that, 2017? Like, that would be, yeah, 2017. That was, when, that was when the saber rattling was at its highest. They were like... That yeah. they were like launching nukes. We thought Hawaii was gonna get hit. It was so fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah, that was Rock, intense. He kept calling him Rocket Man and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, but uh, I fucking I mean, this was at this time. Me and Luke were like Gary Johnson, Big L libertarians. Yep. And uh, well, I kept telling Luke, I was like, dude, we might get you might get recalled. And I kept and then Jared too. I told him and uh, and then that's the first thing they said to me. It was like, we're not fucking going back, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Like, and I was like, well, I'm, I'm still in, so I don't really know. I don't really know. I'm kind of afraid to just leave. Like, fuck, man. It was they, fucking crazy. They can arrest you if you don't go, right? Oh yeah, so, yeah, man, yeah. You get, and military prison's way worse than like you know <sighs> civilian prison. <laughs> yeah, they wow. can feed you. They can feed you bread and water, and that's it. Can, like that. <laughs> you could be fuck. still if uh if you like if you're in a combat zone and you just leave run away you can if they capture you they like the death penalty is still on the table for that god damn man yeah so it's a wild fucking place and that's why libertarians should be the most staunchly anti-war people ever (laughs) yes i don't know how we got we got so sidetracked good memory (laughs) (laughs) well all right so um one of the one of the big things that we wanted to talk about huge in the news this week um is uh what's his name garrett foster have, yep. you, have you heard that story of course man it's yeah. uh it's sad for sure but uh i'll 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 reserve my my version of events and hear what you guys have heard yeah so like you know after i think um i think one of the people that have shown the best like clips and i don't know if i necessarily agree with his opinion but at least looking at uh information um Trigi, uh confucius yes, on yes, yes. instagram he's fucking been he's had his very staunch opinions and then also came out and was like you know what my original opinion i don't quite agree with and then uh the other person that's been showing a lot of like um showing a lot of the things if you haven't seen these for the viewers out there that haven't seen this stuff yet um too savage for uh too savage for status on instagram he's got a lot of videos and stuff like of actually the turn of events but there's a ton to unpack here. So from the videos that I've seen, it looks like, uh, for those of you that haven't seen it, uh, there's a car involved, and there's a guy involved, and this guy's name is Garrett Foster. And this guy's walking in a Black Lives Matter protest um, with his wife, who I believe is a quadriplegic. Um, she's, a black, she's a black woman. Um, she wanted, from what I've heard, she's the one that uh, wanted to go to the... Um, protests uh they had been at almost all the protests uh for like the last couple weeks um and then 
or where did it turn? So like uh, this whole thing, they're marching, they're marching. Um, you see a black car in the video. It uh, looks like it's trying to turn. It's in the downtown area. And Garrett is walking with his AK-47. Um, the black there's car. A bun- yeah, there's yeah, a bunch there's of people a- in the streets. Yep, like bunch of people, people in the streets. streets everywhere. Yep, walking down the street, bunch of people. Sorry, my dog's whining. Sit, chill out. And uh, so as he's walking, this car tries to turn. And from the video, you can clearly see, uh, if you look at some of these people's, stop whining. (laughs) 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 She's like, yo, pay attention to me. Um, (laughs) She's like, fuck this story. You bitched about it enough. Uh, (laughs) uh, You can clearly see uh, slow down and like the slow down video and freeze frames. You can see the outline, uh, the chair of Garrett's wife, and you can see Garrett go in front of her um, with his AK. If you look at his arm position, to me, it looks like it's at the low ready, which we'll get into that, whatever. Um, It's at the low ready, and the car is in front of them. Um, It looks like the car is stopped at this point, but it was still trying to get through, and Obviously, what happens afterwards is there's five sh- or four shots, four or five shots that ring out first. Um, everybody said it was the AK originally. Uh, it was definitely not the AK. If you listen to that fucking video, it's not a fucking AK-47. Um, it's I, from police reports and from eyewitness accounts. It was the driver of the vehicle, and they shot, struck Garrett, and he passed away. Um, Immediately following, you hear three more shots, um, and that is from one of the medics that was in the group with Garrett uh, marching down in this area. He missed, it sounds like, every shot, um, and this guy from screenshots of uh, Two Savage Forsaitis saying that he was talking to him, I that's unverified to me because I don't know if it's the actual guy or just, you know, it could be him texting himself, whatever not going one way or the other with it, but it was like, I couldn't do anything. I wish I could have saved him. I wish I could have saved him. Garrett passed away right there. So that's where we're at. Um, My comments on it is, you know, like I can put myself in both situations. I can see myself, you know, being the guy protesting and like walking around with my wife doing that type of thing. And Hold on, my dog's fucking being a dick. I'm gonna pause this real quick. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna grab a soda then. Hold yeah, up. no problem. All right, so you know the whole situation seems fucking. Well, the whole thing is just crazy to me. I mean, it's a like you're with your wife protesting. You have your AK-47. She's a quadriplegic. Like, that's just, like, those. that sentence right there is fucking wild to me. Like, uh, personally, for me, I wouldn't have even, I don't fucking go to protests in general. I probably wouldn't go to that one, uh, especially if my wife's quadriplegic. But I can understand, like, as a husband, especially if you, for the cause that it is, she wants to go, you want to go, I can understand it. I, I get the sentiment. Me, personally, it wouldn't be my choice. I wouldn't do, I wouldn't be doing that. Um, secondly, uh, as the driver, I wouldn't be driving downtown. You know, there's protests going down. You don't know where you're going to get caught up. Who knows if he was going home or something like that. And you know, that's just the way he takes or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like you get the, the, 
the variables are too high for me to be like, I know what state of mind each of these people were in. But my whole thing is, is like, if he had no, if the, for the driver, if he had no reason to be down there, I then don't go down there. Cause you know, there's things going on and the way people have been like fucking with cars during these protests, I wouldn't have ever fucking gone down there for Garrett Foster. I wouldn't fucking gone down there. Yeah. That could have been eliminated the possible situation at that point. But obviously they were, and that's the situation that we're in. Fuck, if I'm the driver and some dude, and I, like, I'm trying to get out of this area where there's a whole bunch of people walking and they're not letting me go by, and I, like, kind of, I'm inching my way forward, and, and the driver does kind of look like a douche because he, like, speeds through this corner, like, tries to speed through this fucking corner. But, you know, who knows what's been going down, like, from before the street or whatever. From what I've seen, I haven't heard that there's been any there was any damage to his car, so I don't think people were like, you know, fucking up his car. But that's just all that I've heard so far. Um, and you, a see guy, a guy, you see a guy approach with an AK? Fuck an AK? Like yeah, even at the low rate, dude. That's your shooting. That's your starting shooting position. Like I don't like even from us. Like in the, from a military standpoint, a guy has his rifle like that. Like at a low ready, yeah, it's pointing to the ground. But I don't fucking care if the rifle's pointed in my direction at the low ready. Like, the next step is him. All he has to do is raise it and pull the trigger. Yeah, like, it's, it's, a, like, it's a quarter second decision. I mean, you if you don't fire first, you have no chance of winning that gunfight. So yeah, I, and so, like, I understand. Like, and, you know, like, I, I get the driver's – I'm not saying that the driver's correct. I'm just saying I get the driver's mindset. I'm yeah, not saying exactly. he's incorrect or, or, or like correct or incorrect. I'm not saying either of those things. I'm just saying like, yo, if I'm in this situation, like I could see how I could take the posture that, because from what it looks like, Garrett Foster like goes and covers his wife, you know, like goes and steps up and puts his wife behind him. Something that you do from a tactical standpoint, you put yourself between the target, which I'm not saying the driver was targeting her at all, but you know, the person that you're protecting and the, um, the threat the threat exactly so you put yourself between those two things so he does and he's got his rifle at the low ready ready to fire and you know the driver shoots first like uh you know, as the driver like seeing that position that if i would feel threatened some sort of way you know like that's for sure that's a menacing position so Fuck yeah I can, I can under like, and that's what I'm saying. Like I can understand the driver's position. Do I think Garrett deserved to die? Absolutely not. And then for Garrett, a car's kind of being wild. You're walking across the walk, like where they were at was a, a crosswalk. So kind of walking across the crosswalk and, uh, you know, just trying to like, they're doing their protest and this fucking car comes around the corner and the car's kind of screeching a little bit, not like, healing out but he's going quick i'm fucking standing there and i'm like yo what the fuck for me personally i wouldn't oh that's my other thing like i wouldn't have never fucking raised my rifle at that i would have just been like let the fucking guy go like just let the guy get the fuck out of here why you i don't understand the whole we need to stop every car because they're not you know letting us do our thing and it's like you know, some people get caught up. Some people have work, like whatever. You don't know everybody's individual situation. Just let them by real quick. It looked like the crowd was very much, like, very dispersed. It wasn't tightly compacted groups. And, and you know, like, he just 
stood there and was between him and the threat. And I understand that aspect too. I, yep. I, I think the whole thing is, you know, people that are automatically accusing Garrett of, you know, being this communist piece of shit because he's had a Black Lives Matter rally or uh, protest, which is not even a Black Lives Matter protest. It's the Black Lives Matter movement, like the people that believe in police reform and things like majority of them just believe in police reform and civil liter- civil liberties. Those are the people marching. And yeah, the Black Lives Matter movement is involved in it. And I understand that. But like, I'm not going to, this guy's literally been posting like memes. If you go to his Instagram page, it's like memes and memes of shit that we would fucking post. And right. it's like, you know, like this, this guy's not some fucking cultural Marxist or, you know, like he's not fucking running around like yelling for re like i don't know the whole thing's just fucking wild the reaction by libertarians has been fucking crazy because either it's libertarians shitting on him because he's marching and he's a fucking basically a communist because he's marching with black lives matter and it's like that's a fucking dumb take to me like it's just a fucking dumb take and then the other half is like you know people that he's a hero he's a saint yeah exactly and it's like nah man like i'm sorry there's going to be people in this whole fucking aspect of this time period that we're in right now that they're just fucking dudes. They're just dudes and chicks that got caught up in positions, yep. you know, and they're going to fucking die and it sucks. It yep. fucking blows dick, but that doesn't make them, you know, a saint or a sinner. Like, right. They're I, just, honestly, it, it might, he might be a hero. I don't know, but I'm not going to pretend to know, you know, like I, yeah, I, having the, the, actual you know blue check libertarian party come out and say you know we lost a good one or whatever the fuck they said it's just like i don't know man i don't know this guy i've never heard of him in my life like maybe he was a hero maybe he was protecting his quadriplegic black girlfriend at a black lives matter rally that sounds like a good story like i'll give him that it sounds like he's a good guy and that's what bothers me it sounds like mm -hmm. a fucking great story it does but it's not impossible that it's true so it if that's all true and literally he just got in front of his quadriplegic black girlfriend in a wheelchair, it's like, that's yeah. fucking, that's I noble as shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's noble as shit. So like, Absolutely. I can understand wanting to defend the guy and it's tragic that he died. And I'm not, I am not willing to take a side on this because I don't know the truth of, of and his state of his character, anything like that. And that's my thing. I don't, I think that's the side everybody should take. I'm not willing Honestly. to take a side. Like because but definitely, definitely don't dance on his grave though. That's no, the worst. No, That's the think, worst take. Exactly because it's like I think uh, you know fucking um, Anarchy Ball said it best. He was like, just know that if you do something that the rest of the Liberty community doesn't agree with you, they'll fuck fuck you over no matter how nice they are to you right now. They'll shit all over your grave, and it's like that's exactly what these people have fucking done. Yep, exactly. It's really tragic, man. Like if something terrible were to happen to Dave Smith, God forbid, I could totally see you know, the Sarwak and the loser brigade coming out and celebrating. And it's just like, I'm not going to participate in that. You know, like I have my yeah. differences of opinion. I think that the people with, you know, they, them and their bio are a fucking joke. But if anything tragic were to happen to them while they were protesting for some shit that maybe I don't agree with fully, I'm not going to, I'm not going to celebrate. I'm not going to create memes. that's like, haha, you know, you died. Uh, like it's not, it's not cool. It's really sad. And I don't understand that mentality. I think, there's a lot of animus that's built up because of the, the Marxist 
you know, underpinnings of the formal capital BLM right. movement. But you shouldn't you shouldn't paint with such a broad brush. That that's the same thing as you know there was allegedly some big boys up in uh, NorCal that killed some people, and it's like painting that entire movement as a bunch of like alt right Nazis or something. It's because of the violence from one or two guys. Like it doesn't exactly. make any sense. So why why are we gonna do the same dumb shit? Like just don't do it. Especially <laughs> yeah. after all of them came out and like spoke out against that. We're like, I know that's not what real boogaloo boys are, and blah 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 blah. And it's like. <laughs> Dude, this guy didn't even have like a Black Lives Matter like poster. Like this guy didn't have like any of that. He yeah. was he was just walking down the street in the protest, you know, probably just and like I, I don't want to like say that he was, you know, not a Marxist, is a Marxist, whatever. Like I yeah, have no knows? fucking idea. And like that's okay that I don't have any idea. I don't have to justify my actions for feeling the way that it, I'm not going to shit on this guy. Like, and if, yeah. if you're married to a fucking quadriplegic, no matter yeah. who they are, you're a pretty good person because yeah. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I'm, I'm sorry. Your wheelchair. Put your I'm not, wheelchair. I'm not wiping my wife's ass for the rest of my life. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. <I'm sorry>. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm basically in the same boat. Like, I think there's just too many uh, variables to like make a decision. Really, I mean, I I just I think it's just too up in the air. But um, it seems like. Um, I mean, but it's a, it's a great story though. It's a libertarian protecting a, uh, quadruple amputee from, and a black lives matter protest. Oh, shit. So was I, she an amputee? I thought she was just a no, quadriplegic. I think, no, I think she's just a quadriplegic. I think she's, she's, okay. I'm pretty sure she has all of her limbs. Oh, she's so like if she has amputee. no, if she has no limbs, this dude's a serious saint. I take it all I back. I don't think she, I've seen pictures. I don't think she has limbs. I think Holy. she has all of her limbs. Cause it just says quadriplegic. It doesn't say quadruple amputee. Well, I, the article I read today said quad, uh, quadruple amputee. Wow. That's well, wild. That's, all right, look at this. Nobody fucking knows shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. the article but, I read said quadriplegic. Yeah, so but uh, like, yeah, but like still, so like I think that was an easy thing for the Libertarian Party to get political points under. It's an easy yeah. thing to jump on. And, uh, and I think there's, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people that, like we're tribal, we're libertarians. We're still human though. And we're tribal as shit. So we see one of our own, like he's, and we see him painted as this hero and we, that's what we, how we want to see it. Yep. And I think a lot of people, uh, just like that story better than like, it was just a crazy situation that see, maybe, I, but I didn't, I didn't see that many people painting him as a hero. Like I saw very few people painting him as a hero. I saw yep. more libertarians shitting on him saying yeah. that he's a that he's communist trash because he's at this rally than I saw yeah. people saying that he was a hero. I think a yeah. lot of that's knee jerk reaction to the LP tweet honestly because yes. they they're yeah. so they're so unhappy with the leadership of the LP which I yeah. I don't I don't blame them for that but I do blame them when they start creating memes fucking joking about the guy dying like that's yeah. that, I just don't understand it at all. I just think and, that's and, such a level of malice it's like what the fuck this guy didn't do anything to you. Yeah, if it's if it's a politician, all for making memes about politicians dying. I'm all for it. You know, they deserve it. But some random dude that you don't know, fuck it, dude. Like that's too like uh, we're the king of darkness. Like we make the darkest fucking jokes. We were talking about earlier. You know, it's like gallows yeah. gallows comedy. You know, like it's that kind yeah. of thing. Like that's how that's. I mean, that shit is funny to me. But like, I just first off, I I think the worst. I think all right. So I think the worst thing for me is you know, as bad as it as bad as everything is in this situ this specific situation, you know, I, I really don't feel anything towards it. 
you know, like, and maybe that makes me a bad person or whatever, but like, I'm not personally involved in this story. Like I'm not like, I, I would, I would like to say that I feel bad for, um, the woman, his wife, or, you know, she lost her husband. That's, that's always a horrible thing. And I feel bad for that dude dying. But like, you know, like I, there's, I just don't feel one, one particular way about it because, you know, honestly, like it, it doesn't affect me in the way that things are affecting me right now. And I think the biggest thing that I take from it is like, there, everybody's going to shit on your grave, no matter who you are. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are. Well, we're just so polarized. You're going to have a portion of the country that hates your guts in this situation, you know, no no matter what the truth is, it's just tough because, um, you know, from my perspective, it's just tragic that he was a libertarian because like, I hate to hear any one of the, you know, there's so few of us. I hate to hear of any of us, you know, getting taken out, uh, especially on some dumb shit like this where you're at a protest and people are, I, 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 we should back up a little bit. I think that, that talking about, or there should be some culpability on the, on the crowd and their protest style of constantly fucking with cars. Like people are going to die when you do shit like this. And I realize that this may not have been as egregious as some other examples where like they actually block off the entire road and they fucking beat the shit out of the driver and they start punching the windows. I, I don't know that that was the yeah, case. That's absolutely horrendous when that happens, yeah. but yeah. it does happen a lot. And if you're, if you're, if you've been like us sitting at home on Twitter, fucking watching this shit go down and you've seen people get beat to, you know, beat the shit in their car during these protests. And then you end up in that environment unexpectedly and you have a fucking gun in your car. And then you see a guy approach with an AK. It's like all of this adds up to a very human reaction of self-defense. And Absolutely. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that it was, okay that he shot him i think it's really tragic that he did but i can understand you know yeah yeah it's like it's like i uh, yeah i mean i and didn't the driver immediately like drive to the police station and report it and turn yeah. himself in yep he was and, yep. and and he wasn't arrested and that's like the other big outcry that this guy yeah. wasn't arrested and it's like yo bro what do you like what do you want this guy to do like like i understand like two, that we, it was like two individuals that saw a potential threat from both sides and they were just defending themselves and one shot faster yeah like it sounds shitty to say it like that way but somebody was quicker on the draw and maybe that's because one didn't see it as the threat that the other one did but it's like you said you know if you're if you've been watching everything that's going on and you've you saw that truck driver get pulled out of his cab I mean, don't get me wrong. The truck driver was driving through protesters. So, like, I get why the protesters are mad. But, like, this dude's got a fucking wife and kid to feed. Like, like he's got to do his job. So, he's going to do it. And, yep. and then he gets pulled out of his fucking cab, thrown on the ground, beat the shit out of him, and then arrested and jailed? Yeah. Like, like I'm not – first off, if I'm going to get arrested and jailed, I'm not going to get the shit beat out of me first. So, like, <laughs> I understand the dude. He popped yeah. off a few shots, fucking took off, went straight to the police department and was like, yo, this just fucking happened, blah, 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 blah. I'm not saying that it, it, that's right or wrong or the correct or incorrect way to deal with the situation or that the situation itself should have perspired the way that it did. But it's like, yo, man, like we have to be able to see, like, like you, you have to be able to understand that if somebody has a rifle pointed in your general direction, you need to automatically take that as a threat. That doesn't mean you shoot, but right. you have to understand that there is an underlying threat there. And Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's a big fucking threat. Yeah, like it's it's a quarter second from 
you making that decision and possibly being dead because you made the wrong decision. Like, I, I can't blame the guy for making the wrong decision. I think he made the wrong decision. I think he didn't need to fire on Garrett most likely yeah. because I don't think, I think I Garrett think probably didn't, he didn't know he had a gun. So Garrett wasn't prepared to fire because no. he didn't think he needed to. He was just putting himself in the way of his wife most likely, but yeah. we don't know. Well, exactly. we don't know. And the driver and the driver in a split second fucking decision has to make a life and death call that this guy is approaching with his gun in the, you know, almost ready position. And he's, he has to know that, you know, it's not going to be lifted and fired in a, in a split second. I can't, I can't hold it against the guy. I do want to push back on one thing you said though. Um, Luke, they, I, I was, um, cause you said, you know, there's protests happening downtown. You sh- the driver shouldn't be there. I was uh, driving to Vista to go frisbee golf with one of my buddies. And I had no idea that there's, this was like when the protests were at their peak and they were everywhere. Right. And there was this protest in Vista and I just, I just turn around this corner. I get off the freeway. I take a, take a left and I run into probably 2,500 protesters. I mean, <laughs> it was fucking crazy. I, I was like, and I, I, this was after I had just seen some of those like most egregious videos of people yeah. getting their cars fucked up and shit. And I'm not going to lie. I was a little nervous. Now I don't drive around with a gun. I'm in California. If I did, I'd be fucking in prison. So, um, <laughs> But I can understand, like, if they were to nice, surround nice my save. car. Nice save. Yeah, right? <laughs> but if they were to surround my car, I could understand, you know, making a bad call in a split-second decision like that. So, oh, absolutely. Um, and, just like, and like I said, like, I'm not – and the only reason why I brought that up was because, obviously, the video is at night. And that makes yes. everything else harder to fucking see in, in all the videos. Right. And it's like – like, for us, like, we didn't, we didn't touch downtown. But that's also – I mean, that's – kind of the benefits of living in Phoenix, Arizona is mm. most things that are like that happen near the Capitol building or apparently fucking Scottsdale, which was super random. But, <laughs> um, you know, that's, that should like, if you're in the suburbs, you literally have no reason to go downtown. You have no reason to go through like majorly congested areas like that. And so, and honestly, we didn't fucking go anywhere. Everything's closed down. It was COVID-19 bullshit i mean the most we did was play golf a couple times and those are still on you know outside around the city so like we never had that situation and i was just saying like you know it's at night and that's why i also put the plausibility where like maybe he lives downtown maybe he's yeah, coming who knows? from work whatever like you know who knows yeah. if i if if he was being an agitator i think that's where i i didn't get to that point where oh, i was like I got if you, he was yeah. being an agitator and was like one of the guys going down there because he was like somebody fucks with my car that's a great that's a great point yeah if yeah. he if he's that type then there's definitely way more of an onus on him for that behavior yeah, exactly and you know i'm sure we would never see it like if because uh, i've seen youtube dudes go and do this shit during the protest you know exactly. they go and they're like well let's see what fucking happens and it's like you know it's kind of fun to watch but i wouldn't recommend fucking doing it. it's fucking a stupid idea and yeah and I'm sure we'll, if he was that kind of person, we'll never see that fucking video because, no. like, honestly. He, he, he ain't posting that one. No, exactly. <laughs> but, like, and I just think there's – it's like what you've said before, where it's like there's so many variables, and I, I don't really have a, a hard stance position on that because of the amount of variables that are there. And, and you know, I, it may kind of sound like we're defending the driver, but – I. I'm defending the the situation, the situation <laughs> of like what that is. Like you have to understand, like if we wanted, and I do, I very much do want a society where everybody's fucking armed. Like I, I do want that, but 
we all have to understand that everybody's armed. And I don't think Garrett understood that somebody else could have been armed when he raised his rifle like that. I, th- I think that's exactly right. I mean, that that's just my guess based off of what I've seen. But, you know, it's so hard to say. It is Texas, so you probably shouldn't be so nonchalant about you know, yeah. raising your rifle, you should assume that people are armed because this is Texas. Like there's a lot more fucking guns there. Um, but ultimately you never know. And if you're, if you're rocking an AK, like <laughs> that's, yeah. that's it. That's a fucking daunting weapon to be just like flashing around at a protest. Like I, I can understand being freaked out. I would definitely be concerned if I was in the driver's position. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just, but and that's the thing. Like I can be, I, I think we're all on the same page here where we can definitely be like, I could be freaked out as the driver, but I wouldn't like fucking shoot. Like that wouldn't yeah. be my first instinct. I don't think I would either, but, but yeah. I, again, but I don't know like, though, you know, because I, I'm not in that position. And I think that's the position. That's the libertarian position or it's like, that's what I, I think we need to, I was telling type of this. I think we need to, I think libertarians or anarchists or whatever the fuck, I, I hate the whole like difference. Like I just kind of blanket everybody that's in this freedom umbrella as libertarian, but you yeah. know, anarchists, whatever. Like we need to start speaking more succinctly. Like we need to understand that the words we say, like while I don't believe like, I feel like words are important. I don't think that they're overarchingly or powerful. I think they can be taken as powerful if people believe in them. But like right. we have to be, I think it's more about being like descriptive with what we say. Like we have to very logically lay out what we're saying or people will misconstrue you and things like this are happening. You know, where it's like, like honestly, I haven't heard, it's what the media does. You know, they, they fucking take a, bit of what you're saying and blow it out of proportion and make it seem like you're this horrible alt-right fucking boogaloo or whatever you know and then what we've done now with fuck well not we but like people have done in the libertarian community with garrett have like blown him out as this crazy fucking marxist that has an ak and you know wasn't fast enough on the trigger so he deserved to die and it's like yo are y'all fucking okay like what is wrong with you yeah, it's it's pretty dark, man. And you know, I'm sure uh, a lot of those guys I agree with on a lot of things, but on this one, I part ways in a major major way. I there's just no matter no matter my doubts about the overall situation, I am absolutely not prepared to celebrate the tragic death of someone who wasn't even firing their gun. You know, yeah. like he didn't have it raised and pointed at the guy. If he did, that would actually change it a little bit for me. Yeah. But but ultimately it doesn't change a whole lot because it's like, like you said, it's, it's such a easy maneuver to be in the, like the kill pose yeah. that it's, like, I, I just think it's, it's just sad. I'm just going to, I'm just going to fucking mourn his loss regardless of what, what the guy was. Like if he's a, if he's a self-described libertarian and he was there protecting a fucking quadriplegic in a wheelchair, that's a, that's a sad loss. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not, but I'm also not going to deify him and say he's a saint. Cause I don't fucking know, you know, yeah. I just don't know. Yeah. No. And I think, I think that's, I think that's the, the libertarian principled position right there. I thought I, I hope, it is. I hope <laughs> like we're supposed to be against aggression. So like, I think we should be on the guy on the side of the guy that, that wasn't aggressing. But at this point, we don't know that one well, side wasn't was aggressive. aggressing. And that's yeah. what also we have to look at is like, you know, like there's, 
those situations like that on the daily where, and you know, not so much with as much physical violence as this one, but like, what, like, is that a great, like, is taking a ready position aggressive? And it's like, yo, that's like, to me, that's an aggressive stance. Like I, it's definitely questionable. Uh, exactly. You know, it's it's certainly not non-aggression. Yeah, exactly. and and that's <laughs> the and that's the biggest thing where it's like so I can see how people side with the driver. I can see that, and, yeah. but I can see the other side. And the only thing that I think would be different in you know a true anarchist or libertarian society is that there'd be more. I think there'd be more. You know, there there would be better ways to. There'd be obviously, I think there'd be more video cameras, honestly, everywhere. Like the, like, well, I, I, think, I don't think there'd be people in the streets as much. Well, I'll that, tell you that. Well, yeah, that too. And uh, you know, things like that wouldn't happen as much because you don't need to go out and fucking protest against police. <laughs> well, yeah, this, this, yeah, the state that doesn't general. exist. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well that, and then like, if you just had like the the police aren't doing anything and if you had like a private security there'd probably be more private security and they'd probably you know get people off the street like you're blocking our ability to get customers and shit yeah so so i don't know it's just been wild whole fucking world's on fire did these iran is protesting did you guys see that no Iran is protesting their government they've been fucking taking them off the street and executing them that's shutting down the internet in major cities everywhere yeah it's getting crazy it's getting crazy and then did you uh oh, did you see the democratic party office was lit on fire here uh no, luke i did not see that i heard about so, it yeah so it was actually interesting because like the gangster thing it blew up and it's a win for libertarians and it's a win for the left so like it's a guy protecting uh his black wife at a black lives matter movement and then for the libertarians, he's a self-identified libertarian. But this one was this uh, this guy, and he lit on the Democratic Party office in Phoenix. He lit it on fire, and uh, I thought that would be that would be huge in the news. Like they would blow that up as like someone trying to stop their peaceful movement or whatever. Yeah, some but, terrorist or whatever. Yeah, something like that. But then it came out that he was an ex-volunteer like he used to work there and he's been a democrat his whole life and he used to work at the place like a couple weeks before he actually did it so i was like I, yeah. it makes me wonder like that's that you know that that's why the story the didn't get run yeah yeah that's like if that wasn't the case i feel like like if this dude even like had a trump shirt on in his facebook profile <laughs> or a maga hat on like just like, one like as a halloween costume in 2012 or, or he retweeted donald trump tweets on his twitter like 10 times like i don't know if they found anything dude they would have painted yeah. that shit so fucking hard <laughs> and i i just thought i i just saw this before uh come like we started the podcast because i was looking at garrett foster and i saw another thing like that on it and I was just like, man, this Garrett Foster thing was all blown up. Like, why are they not talking about the Democratic Party being lit on fire? <laughs> That's no, you're definitely right. That's why, because he, he, if he, if he was anything other than a hard lefty, they would be running with it. It's the same thing with the mass shooting. They had that one in, I don't know if it was New Mexico or some somewhere at a bar, and this guy killed like ten people, and it was a big deal briefly, like twenty four hours. But then they found out he had this whole like basically communist manifesto thing yeah. that he had written up and they're like, that. Eh, never mind. Yeah. It, shut that down. Yeah. But it's, it's so crazy because obviously, you know, mass gun violence is, uh, against innocence is a tragedy. No matter the ideology behind it, it's awful. 
so it's just it just shows and confirms our bias against the media that they're fucking that's just pure propaganda you know yeah yeah absolutely um, it's it's crazy man like uh i i don't know my my i would say my girlfriend's family her dad's like he watches cnn religiously and like his perspective on things is just so different than mine i'm like oh man like you are just feeding into what they want it's insane sometimes yeah. like he hates trump thinks he's a russian spy like <laughs> that's yeah, my I grandma just i just don't understand how anybody can think trump is smart enough to be a russian spy <laughs> that's well, like, like that's people, like yeah you're about to say it. go ahead when when people ask me if uh, dude when so my first semester in college when i was in i was 23 years old and i was in a room full of 18 year olds and they found out I was a veteran and they found out I was, I worked in intelligence. The first thing someone asked me was, did Bush do nine <laughs> <laughs> eleven? And I was like, one dude, I, I, I don't, I was not high enough pay grade to even know that. And two, like there, dude, uh, fucking Bush couldn't even open an umbrella. I don't think he conned his way into nine eleven. <laughs> like, if, if the government funny. did it, it wasn't Bush. I promise. Yeah, yeah it, like it was maybe, Cheney. Maybe Cheney. <laughs> yeah. like, if they said Cheney, I'd be like, "Oh, okay, I can see that." But yeah. not Bush. Come on, <laughs> dude. My grandma. My grandma sits at home every night and crushes like three or four hours of CNN, and she is her brain Fuck. is totally broken now. It's so sad. It's totally broken. It is. It yeah. breaks your fucking brain. I swear to God, it does. It's like she she grew up, you know, in Southern California, kind of a conservative ish leaning area and now she's just like she was like you know i really like bernie but you know i i was really just a big hillary fan and i'm like i'm like grandma you used to be you know we used to talk about how terrible the war in iraq was and how terrible the shit that was happening under bush was and you know what what happened to that she's like oh well you know they're they're not starting that stuff i was like Yemen, any you know, any of this stuff ring a bell, and she, I, she doesn't know anything. She like no. literally all she knows is what CNN tells her, and all CNN tells her is that Orange Man's bad, and that's all she cares about. It's fucking, it's amazing. And my my yeah. mom's the opposite; she's Fox News all the way. So it I just is. have yeah, God, the, that's a fun family Thanksgiving. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, oh, it's brutal, it's brutal because I'm I play I play a mediator, which is a, a rare role for me as you. <laughs> Usually I'm the fire starter, you know, but I try to mediate the conversation between the two of them. They were living with each other for a while and I swear to God, they didn't even talk because they were so, they were so at each other's throats politically. And it's just, it's just tragic, man. And I think that's crazy. Yeah, I know. And it's really like, it's a, it's a small, um, example of like what the entire United States environment is like right now. We're just so divided. We're so at each other's throats. And then the libertarians are like, we're the only ones that are in the middle going like, Hey, what the fuck are you guys doing? And we used to be the crazy ones. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. And then, but then we're still, and then that's the only thing that I see is that we're so divided among ourselves. We're like, fuck all these people, but we'll, we'll unite with each other against all these people. But when it comes to like ourselves, we're very fucking divided, dude. And it's kind of, it gets kind of intense. It's almost worse because you know, I think libertarians will live and die by the NAP and I don't think some of them actually understand what non-aggression is. That's true. That's true, actually. And that's yep. what scares me is because they will fucking, like, Democrats and Republicans, don't get me wrong, the average citizen is fucking insane. But I don't think the average citizen is as attuned to, to violence as libertarians have become because we've seen the injustices. And I think we're angrier. I think we're honestly angrier and 
like we're easier to snap from that. Like I'm okay with taking a life. Like, you know what I mean? And that's what's scary to me. Yeah. Well, so. I, I, you know, because I'm not military, but I, I definitely, during the lockdown, I went out and armed up and <laughs> I'm feeling, I'm feeling much more ready for, uh, going by in a plot of land and just becoming <laughs> like one of those crazies in the Hills. That's like yeah. on guard 24 seven, man. I, I've never, I never thought it would, I mean, I thought it would get like this in my lifetime, but I definitely didn't see it coming this, this fast, you know, oh, it's yeah, like, dude. it sped up quick. It's like a light switch got turned on, you know, in March and yeah. Now all of a sudden everyone who thought we were crazy is like okay, let's let's talk to Clint. Let's see what let's see what he has to say <laughs> yeah. about this because because yeah. all the crazy shit he's been saying forever, it's all fucking it's all happening. It's like yeah. all of it's happening right now and I think that's the that for me um I haven't referenced it yet, but Liberty Lockdown is my podcast. The the thing that I, I feel like I bring to the table is I had my own mortgage lending company. So I have a lot of financial experience. Um, I understand finance and economics on a pretty deep level. So anyone that's listening, if you want to check it out, um, that's kind of like my niche that I'm able to bring to the table. I know there's lots of uh, libertarians that have decent economic backgrounds, but I'm more of a real estate guy. So I can explain kind of the 0809 collapse and then um, where we're headed this go around. And I just wanted to bring up briefly, as, as I mentioned earlier, you know, the stock market's at an all-time high. We're all unemployed for the most part. It's, this, is, this is the most egregious example of a, you know, Austrian business cycle bubble economy. And oh, yeah. if anyone that's out there that isn't, you know, really privy to the economic explanations, that's kind of what my show goes into. Uh, I think that like, that's, that to me, the, my whole mission really in life is to prepare my friends and family. And now because of my podcast, I get to prepare even more strangers um, mm -hmm. to try and survive and profit in that environment. And I think that that's like, that's one thing that we really lack is, you know, because we do understand the danger better than most, we need to be able to demonstrate. I think a really compelling thing that you can do is show them that your crystal ball is accurate, you know, like yeah. tell them, Hey, this economy is bullshit and this is going to collapse. If you buy X, Y, and Z, you might be able to fucking come out ahead on this. And if you can do that to someone and they actually take that advice and they actually profit, you have a fucking convert for life. You know, yeah. like they yeah. are going to believe in you from that moment forward. So I just wanted to put that out to your audience that like, keep telling people, you know, don't, yeah. don't just give up, like warn people as to the economic danger that they're in. It's not just physical danger, which is a very real thing. I think that there's, uh, you know, war dangers that are abundant right now, but there's the economic danger is extremely real and it is, you know, it's, it's now. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's definitely fucking now. It's yeah, wild. And, uh, uh, like you're like, like you said, just keep telling people like you're already the crazy person to them. Like you already <laughs> talk about ending all the wars and people are like, Whoa, Whoa, what? Like there's terrorists. Yeah. Like you, even just that alone yeah. in the ideology, people are like, they get and a little nervous. Legalizing all drugs. They, they already think you're fucking yeah, crazy. So exactly. just tell them that the economy is going to collapse because it's going to collapse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's very clear to see that it is. Yeah. And that, I've never been more sure in my life that we are, we are on a ticking time bomb. When they started printing trillions, I was like, this is this is not going to end well. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> and Mike, the craziest thing with this whole thing going on is like I think libertarians all kind of like maybe they didn't know this some sort of authoritarian takeover was going to happen, but they always had the thought that it it, it could turn to that real quickly. Right. I just didn't expect how many people we would convince to just follow along. Like there's a I mean and then turn 
And like, they'll convince so many people that we should be doing these lockdowns, wear masks and whatever. And mm-hmm. they don't even just convince those people. They get those people to hate the other people that are not complying. Right. That's, that, that's really fascinating. Yeah. I don't know if it was from your show or from Malice, but um, someone was talking about how they, or maybe it was just a tweet I read. I don't know. Too much information. But um, <laughs> that, that what's really remarkable is how they, they turn just common civilian sheep into the enforcement arm of the state. You know, like they, they make them willing to like fight and even, you know, kill potentially. Like it it makes you understand the dynamics. And I know you always lose the argument when you go to Nazi Germany, but it's true. Like you get to, you get Mm -hmm. to see it today. You're like, holy shit. Like I thought we lived in the freest fucking country in the history of the world. And I can see telltale signs of a willingness to accept and participate in a totalitarian system. Like it's clear as day that people are willing to fucking not just not just allow it to happen, but propel it forward. Like these yeah. people are, mm-hmm. they want to be slaves, some of them. It's fucking horrifying. It is insane. The yeah. propaganda machine at fucking work. Yeah. It's crazy. Who, I mean, the who knew, who knew the it worked same. like this? Yeah. yeah. What, what was that typo? I said the excuses are the same. I mean, maybe it's a different invisible enemy, but that's always just an invisible right. thing and that no one fully understands. Like the, I mean, the German, Germany, uh, the Nazis, like, frame the Jews for everything. And yep. it's like the Jews really weren't the bad guys. They weren't the evil. And it's the same thing with this virus. Like, Oh, that's really bad. Like, and it, it always, they always like justify it. Like, like uh, this authoritarian takeover because the Jews were bad. And it was like, Oh, it's because the Jews were so bad. They were, they were destroying our economy or, mm-hmm. and then now it's the, so we have to allow this government to take over and take control. And it's yep. the same thing today. Is They'll like, give us our rights back. <laughs> the, the, yeah. Like it, it's not forever. This is, this is just because of the coronavirus and, yep. but it's, and they, and they never put like an end goal to it too. Like, I mean, maybe they started to at the beginning, but now it's just like, if you try to even suggest opening anything, it's like you want grandma to die or kids to die. Yep. Yeah. So, and, and then, and then people are allowed to, you know, curse you out, treat you like shit in public. If you're, if you're not behaving exactly how, you know, Fauci announced 24 hours earlier, it's, it's really, it's amazing. I, I honestly never, never thought I would witness this level of lack of critical thought, you know, yeah. just in mass. That's, that's what's horrifying to me is that it's just, it's so ever present. It's everywhere. Like there you go anywhere, any state in the union, you're going to have fucking people that are just like, willing to spit in your face if you don't have a mask on and it's just like Mm -hmm. what the fuck are you doing i'm a human being like do you know that i could fucking knock you out right now if you do some stupid shit like that like this but people are just like they are they have been so indoctrinated that if you if you are not abiding by these arbitrary rules that you're putting them at risk and therefore you're subhuman and i can do whatever i want to you it's just like man what a what a dark place to take a society well, and I love this, like, Fauci regime that's going on, this Fauci regime. Like, it's like, yo, do you guys not realize he was the one in charge of the AIDS epidemic in the 80s? Like, yeah. he didn't do anything <laughs> then. What do you expect him to do now? <laughs> yeah, he, he couldn't come up with a vaccine for 30 years with AIDS, but uh, now they got, they got this in the bag. Don't even sweat it. <laughs> yeah, it's just fucking yeah. wild to me. And uh, I just hate the, like, about the mask thing. I just hate the... Uh, like they, if you try to argue, I don't want to wear a mask and you come from like the whole, like, I don't want, I don't believe in force. I don't believe I should be forced to do this, but they change the argument and they just tell you like, Oh, but this saves lives. Right. Like they're not even arguing 
what the point you're making. They're just trying to point out that like we have to do this to save lives and right, it just saves one life. If it just saves one yeah. life. But then you can make the counterpoint that driving to that grocery store put lives at risk. So it's yeah. like we we already accept the fact that there is yeah. risk taking behavior that we take because we are free fucking people. That where did that principle go away? That like, yes, everything I do puts someone at risk because I'm a human that exists on this planet. So if I don't fucking wear a mask, it's the same thing as me, you know, driving. Like, yeah. Actually, driving's worse. <laughs> it's way more dangerous. Yeah. It's way more dangerous than well, me not then, wearing a mask. And then the new the new numbers on suicides and overdoses oh, outweigh yeah. outweigh the fucking numbers on COVID deaths. So yep. it's like, what what have we changed? What have we altered? Actually, nothing. We haven't done anything. We honestly haven't done anything. We've created a new problem that we thought satiated other problems. When actually it only enhanced them. Yep. And that's, that's where we're fucking at. Boys. That's pretty much what government does, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. It's literally it's just, like, that's how they do it. I, I think that's the only silver lining to this year is that I have never felt so vindicated in my entire fucking right? life. But like, it feels horrible, doesn't it? Like at the same it does, time. It does. It does. It makes yeah. me feel like, I'm like, this is cool. I don't feel crazy. But then I feel fucking crazy because everything I thought is actually true. And I'm like, this is horrible. I don't want to be right about so yeah. much. Yeah, uh, dude, I I watched a couple Adam Schiff videos, and every yes. time it makes me so nervous, dude. I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just talking about like I just uh, one. I think he was just on Fox News yesterday, and he's like, they asked him like, what what's going to happen with the U.S. dollar? And it's like it's going to crash, and we're going to a terrible economic crisis. And like that's <laughs> the first thing he said, and I'm like, oh, dude, <laughs> weird. And then he just explains, and then he explains, yeah. and I'm just like, I hate, dude. This is I'm nervous. I don't know. Yep. Dude, I bought. Go watch Netflix after that. <laughs> I bought a shitload of uh, of silver coins three months ago, like right when the shit hit the fan, and they have doubled in value already. That's insane. That's so fucking crazy, bro. Like, my god. And That's I and I was telling people crazy. on my podcast. So if anyone was an early listener, I hope you fucking bought too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's sketch, man. I I wish I believed more in crypto because if I did, I'd be I'd be diversifying into that too. But yeah, there's. Anything you can do to get into physical assets and out of the U.S. dollar physical over the long assets term is, is literally everything. Yeah, that's the play for sure. Yeah, that's fucking wild. Well, um, we'll start wrapping it up, but I wanted to do what do your tax dollars pay for? And I want you to listen to this one, Clint, because right. this one's going to be fun. <laughs> and by fun, I mean not fun at all. So <laughs> at Fort Bliss, um, which is a U.S. Army base, um, they were doing a training exercise and during this training, they were doing a training exercise with tanks. So during this training exercise with M1 Abrams tanks, one tank accidentally shot another tank. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> crazy, Thankfully, no, um, casualties in the sense of someone dying. There was, I think a couple, uh, you know, like injuries. Um, it was a tracer round. It was a training round. So it wasn't as bad as it could have fucking been. But yeah, that's what your fucking tax dollars pay for. How does that make you feel? Oh my God, man. <laughs> why, why do I have to pay taxes? I don't understand. <laughs> it's I feel crazy. Like every Are you not entertained? <laughs> yeah, well, I am entertained, but every tax dollar I pay, I feel like I'm just contributing to more shenanigans. That, that's you, fucking wild. How do you shoot a fucking friendly in a was, training session. Yeah, it was like it was like a, a mile. It was like a mile and a half shot or something like that. So that's <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit. So like I don't know how you fucked that up. 
Yeah, dude, I'll tell you right now, I was in a tank battalion and like fury is not what it's like for <laughs> these fucking guys, dude. Um, it's there's they're not the brightest, I'll just say that. And they do everything. They they the only thing they have like a sergeant or a lieutenant in there with them that directs them, basically the Brad Pitt of the group. Yeah. But it's just like kids that are driving it and shooting it. Like it's just kids in there and it's Fuck, man. They are not the I love them, but they're not the best. <laughs> and they, but they'll all say that. They'll all say, like, well, we're tankers. We're dumb as shit. Like, they all openly say that. Well, how'd you end up there? Uh, so I'm, a, I'm an intel guy, so, like, I can just get oh, attached okay. really to any unit. I'm just okay, a, okay. a headquarters for each unit, basically. Gotcha. Yeah, but that's I, – I saw that today, and I was just like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> How do you shoot another fucking tank? You have to be like kind of spot on. Like, you know, they were just like, they were playing like, is it loaded? But for tanks, like, oh, <laughs> is it loaded, bro? Is it loaded? And the dude's like, fire. <laughs> oh, shit. Can, can, a, can a tank shoot a mile and a half? Oh, they can shoot far as shit. Yeah, dude. they can shoot far. Wow. I had no idea. That's yeah. fucking intense. Oh, I think a mile and a half is kind of like, for an Abrams, I feel like that's kind of small. That's short, isn't it? I don't know what that is in meters, or or I'd be able to tell you the <laughs> max effective range. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking metric system. I know. <laughs> it's actually way better. We should have never changed I know, the miles. I know. <laughs> But, we but, use it in the military. It's fucking easy as shit. Yeah, the, the U.S. military uses the metric system. We don't use fucking miles and feet and shit like that. That's so weird. It's so I don't, wild. I don't it's know how that happened. Twilight Zone, dude. It's Twilight Zone. I know. I took I took your show in way too serious of a direction. But one last question for you guys: Can we actually win a war against China? No. All right. Okay. It depends. Well, it depends on what win no. means. Oh. Uh, well, like, what's your definition of winning? Making them submit, destroy yeah, their leader. Yeah. Oh well, we could definitely destroy their leader. No, I'm saying like out, outlast them, and assuming both countries stay disciplined enough that it doesn't turn nuclear. In which case, we all know it doesn't matter who wins. If it doesn't turn nuclear, I think the U.S. government would win. Eventually. Eventually, okay. it'd Just be a long fucking war. It'd be a long ass war, and we'd draw mass fucking casualties the like we've probably never seen before oh for um, sure same thing with china but uh i think the u.s all right so for all all right the best part about the u.s military and like there's been so many generals that said this during like world war ii and shit where it was like you know uh everybody follows their guideline books you know like the like their like how they're supposed to fight and things like that except the U.S. military. So when you don't know what the U.S. military is going to fucking do, because uh, in a lot of aspects, the U.S. military gets very decentralized um, in like smaller groups. And especially in the Marine Corps, we value like being able to lead groups in uh, like from the smallest person down. So like a Lance Corporal, which is like super low in the military, obviously they can, they could lead a platoon to do something and it would, and it's been done before in world war one, world war two, like it's been done throughout history in the Marine Corps, like, and, but it's happened in the army, Navy, like people that very low ranks can do some very amazing things in a war stance. But those things are usually not because of the, like the, uh, the, what's it called? The doctrination, not doctrination, the, um, 
like the actual book. Yeah. The doctrine, like it's, I I was Mm. close. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, it's not from the, the actual doctrine, like what we say is supposed to do. It's more so like, we're going to go fucking take that hill. Well, how are we going to take that hill? Well, doctrine says this, but we're not going to fucking do that. We're going to do it like this. And then they take Mm -hmm. a fucking hill and they should have never been able to take that hill. You know, like, so like, that's why the U S military where you see in a lot of like Asian cultures, they're very, you know, it's very top down leadership. Yeah. Very regimented. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like very much more so like you obey orders and you can only do things if, somebody from of this rank tells you to do them like yep. nobody mm-hmm. you can't like talk amongst yourselves i guess you know what i mean yeah and it's like maybe the general will give like an overarching picture of like i want this done but it's more up to like the lower level officers to decide how that's done so instead I got, of i that? have to i have to point it out that this is such a an amazing metaphor for why capitalism is better than you know totalitarian no it really is centralized economies because like they have three or four x our population right so they can just like fucking meat grinder us to death by just throwing humans at us but because they don't trust their people to you know use their ingenuity use their free thought their free will ultimately we would probably win i think that's a really uh that's a heartfelt way to describe our country and give me some hope thank you finally it only took us two hours hours. we found something to be hopeful about thank you so much there is ingenuity in the military only when the officer dies first (laughs) (laughs) hopeful hopeful (laughs) super optimistic (laughs) well um clint thanks for coming on everybody please go listen to liberty lockdown i'm sure you can learn a ton of fucking information from clint Um, appreciate it at or what's your what's your ad on twitter i almost said libertarian thought again <laughs> uh, yeah it's all good it's at liberty lock pod Liber- liberty lock pod yeah so yeah. I'll, I'll put that shit in the show notes obviously um so for all of you out there that uh, want to go find him you can see that and then uh i'll link his podcast in the show notes as well um typo you got any final words uh, no, not really. I just uh, want to say, keep doing your thing on Twitter, man. I fucking love that. It's uh, I appreciate it. And it makes me the, happy. Just so you know, this was really thrilling because Jared stole Anna from me, so now I stole his podcast from him. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm just kidding. By the way, I'm dating Lady Liberty, and uh, she's on Twitter, so <laughs> follow her. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> she's she's going to fucking kill me for that joke, but I knew you guys would like it, so I went with it. We're going to bleep this part out, so we're not even going to get your apology in there. (laughs) You son of a bitch. (laughs) Yeah, dude, that's going to be fucking awesome to hear all the... Because, like, surprisingly, like, we have, like, a lot of people that tweet about the podcast, which is really cool. I know, I love it. That's going to be fun to uh, see on, like, Monday, Tuesday. (laughs) Dude, I... Uh, no joke. You guys probably didn't follow it, but um, I went on the Freckles and Brit show, which is a YouTube channel. They have their own podcast. Uh, Freckles is one of the, uh, you know, redheaded libertarian girls. And, oh, yeah, yeah. and on that show, I had just broken up with Lady Liberty and, and I, I, they were like asking, you know, like, do you have a crush on anybody on Twitter? And I just off the cuff, I, I sent it's a shot. She tweets always like all the fucking time. So to, to Anna? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I send that out and then uh, it kind of goes viral. I ended up getting fired, followed by uh, Petit Nico, you know, the yeah, yeah. 
the queen of libertarian Twitter. Yeah, then, she is. And then uh, it got retweeted by her and then it became like a big thing. So I didn't know if you guys had heard about it, but I, I wanted to apologize to Jared. I didn't know that he was talking to her at the time. So <laughs> my, my bad, bro. My bad. Dude, neither did we. So it was like all of a sudden, like people were joking about it on Twitter and I was like, I fucking texted him and he's like, oh, I'm not saying anything. I was like, bitch, I lived with you for two and a half years and I went in the Marine Corps and I was in the Marine Corps with you. You better fucking tell me. Oh, asshole. But uh, thanks again, man, for coming on. It, it's been yeah. fucking fun. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Oh, it was a blast, dude. Anytime. Yeah. Thank you. We'll have to, yeah, we'll have to do it again. We'll have to do, uh, I, I kind of want to do an 08, 09 financial crisis episode. Oh, dude. And I'm, I'm, I'm the your guy. similarities of today. I could help. I could help yeah, for sure. That'd be fucking dope. So, um, I think I already asked this, but Typo, you got anything else? Uh, no, I just want to say thanks for coming on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. It was a blast. Seriously. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right. That's the fucking shit show. Setting fire to the blunt and allow opinion.